0: Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Mike Mansour. I'm joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Alexander Volts, a.k.a. the Semi-Colored Caucasian. Okay, shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> all right, all right. You know what? I, okay, I get it. All I right. feel
1: like this is your least favorite part.
0: Are you reading I mean, it from a script? He he likes to answer with things instead of his name. Related to... Smart guy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. Also, this is a... You're listening to Every Album Ever. The album... Yeah, the album... The podcast where we listen to every album ever, one hour at a time. It's a new discography per episode. Oh, God. Okay, but we made it to episode 10. We have made it to episode 10, and we have a very special guest. This is my lovely brother, Robert. Say hello. Hi. Okay. And that's it. I Let's probably should ya. have waited to talk until after. Nah, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No, I, one g- no. one gives a shit. I, I
1: like the confusion. People are yeah. like, what the hell? There's that's, a third person. It's
0: appropriate for this episode. It is yeah. So before we jump into all that, if you have any uh, suggestions for artists, maybe you want us to talk about, argue about, uh, maybe comments, love, hate, send anything you want to every album ever at gmail.com. And if you, uh, if you really want to support us, you want to just tell a friend, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. We're on all the things now, by the way, uh, not just iTunes and Spotify. I don't know who else uses <laughs> things other than those two. What, what else but,
1: is there? What else I are we on? Google. <laughs>
0: uh, what. Just in case you're one of those outliers, go ahead and do that. I don't know. It'd be nice. Leave us a five star rating, fucking comment, or not. You know, you're your own person. Do what you feel is best for your life. Uh, Today, we are discussing Captain Beefheart. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy, indeed. Indeed. This is one that I've, uh, I've been looking forward to. I've been looking very much like, like since I, since the, cons- the, the inception of this podcast, I've been looking forward to beef heart, which is why I have my brother Robert on this episode because he introduced me to Beefheart heart at the tender age of 11 years old. I've been, oh, wow. I've been a fan of beef heart for many years. Uh, I'm not 11 anymore. So just take my word that it's been a while, uh, I did the math, and you're right. You probably were 11. <laughs> I was absolutely 11. I remember distinctly because I, uh, well, I okay. I was already a weird kid, but you're even weirder <laughs> when you're the only 11 year old on Earth who listened to Captain Beefheart. And it, I had like so many memories of being in sixth grade and uh, bonding with my sixth grade English teacher. Over Beef Heart, because as soon as he got wind that I liked Beef Heart, this dude who was clearly a boomer, all of a sudden you're <laughs> we best friends. And everyone else in the class did not like me. Like, I remember.
1: I, I, oh, yeah. You're, you're, a, I mean, as an adult, if you like Beef Heart, you're still like embarrassing a, so, a little yeah, bit. <laughs> you're like
0: a social pariah. It's, oh my God. I remember there's a, there was this girl I had a crush on, and she was, uh, she had, she fit the bill for like one of the rocker girls who wore all black. And I was listening to, Heart. and she's like oh what are you listening to oh and you don't ever show this to dude, women don't ever I, show him to I, women. and here's the thing i i may have been a kid but i still knew that this is not socially acceptable <laughs> so i just said kind of quietly in my breath captain Beefart." fart she's like oh and then turned away and then never spoke to me again <laughs> well what's interesting about that is that she turned away after you said the name like not because of the music well because well first of all captain beefheart what can that mean well if if you're if you're a a fellow 11 year old what can that mean well that would have
1: been great if she's like what is that like the banana splits like captain beef i would absolutely (laughs) you're correct
0: well at least she was the same age as you uh (laughs) (laughs) i guess whoa all right all right all right i don't know where that's going but i'm gonna stop uh Okay, so Beef Hard. Altogether, there's a... For anyone who doesn't know Beef Hard, Captain Beefheart is Don Van Vliet. He is a dude with hats who sings
2: the very gravelly voice.
0: Uh, 60s, first album... Well, how many albums total? So 12 official albums. First one in 67, the last one in 82, I believe. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be covering 13 albums because the last one is... It was, it was essentially because of all kinds of legality, political bullshit. It wasn't Herb Cohen. Yeah. It was not able to be (laughs) released. Uh, so it got shelved and then Captain Bifar died. And then it was released in its original form pretty much. Uh, so we're covering it as the, I mean, it was meant to be a a full album. So we're going to cover it as though it is one. So we're going to be doing that one last. Uh, what else? Um, I don't know, history. I, I brought Robert on because he's the beefheart guy. He knows a lot about beef heart. Alex, you're the research guy. But kinda, this, yes, but kinda this, makes me useless. You're kind of obsolete now. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you to leave. But, I know uh, I know this is your home, but I'm gonna I don't need you to But he has a very interesting uh role here, I think, because you didn't really like listen to Beef Art prior to this.
1: No, I had like a friend who would uh, listen to him and like when you read like top Album list. There's always like a heart album on there. I, this I don't know why I didn't listen to him, but this was very uh, mentally exhausting, and I think I was beaten into submission, just like his band members. <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> There's a a lot of shit. So, so who is he? What what happened? What, give me the 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 foundation. Whoever can jump to the mic first. Okay. Well, he was like, uh, basically an artist. He was really artistic from like an early age. And, uh, but his parents were really paranoid about it for whatever reason and moved him out to the desert. With good reason, as we will hear soon enough. Yeah. So apparently he did like these animal sculptures, I think. Like, I'm actually have to reach back into my memory for a lot of this too, but, um, They moved him out to the desert, and I think that's where he met Frank Zappa and like a lot of the other people that he ended up playing music with. Right. Uh, I guess they all bonded over the blues. Uh, And um, I don't like him already.
1: (laughs) Mike's favorite genre. (laughs) Fuck the blues, go on.
0: (laughs) Which is amazing because (laughs) like I'm listening to the blues and I'm listening to B-Fart. Like that doesn't really happen normally. I don't know. But I feel like it's probably easier to talk about it from an album to album basis rather than give like a yeah summary. They go quite there's a, there's quite a journey well,
1: ahead I, of us. I still. mean, even though he's the expert, that all checks out. That all checks out. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> he literally he got his his stack of papers in and, and straightened them out on the table. That all I checks said out. That, yeah. that all checks <laughs> good, good, good. Uh oh. Uh, so this is actually the the first episode that I decided. Not to put a, a time limit on. I know we usually go like an hour 10, an hour 15. But this one is, uh, I think, meet some respect. It's episode 10. We've made it to 10 full fucking episodes of listening to way too much music. So I think we're going to not skip over any of these 13 albums. We also,
1: I needed I needed some extra time on this one. I was just like, there's no way I can do this in a week's time. Now, I, I need a few days. Yeah, usually we do I, it in a week. On.
0: We had like 10 days for this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and assume Robert finished uh, first, just because, in his life. <laughs> but because <laughs> this one, I finished within a week too. Like, oh, I I hate you guys. This <laughs> took me until like today. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Well, good. Okay, <laughs> let's kick it off. Let's start with. I I can't believe I just said kick it off. That sounded like very very nineties MTV. I felt like a, I feel like an asshole. Thank you. You should douche, shame me. Bag. What uh, a son of a bitch. Okay, enough. Kick out the gems. <laughs> I want to kick him out. Okay. I'm going to die right now. All right. Uh, this is at 1967, Safe as Milk.
2: I was born in the desert, came on a all day, came upon a tornado, So loud in the sky. I wheel around all day with the moon sticking in my eye. Hey, hey, hey are you young girl.
1: That's my favorite part.
2: I got a got a
0: All right, let's jump into it. Okay. So, so pretty obvious with the blues right off the bat. A lot of slide, a lot of slide. That's a consistent I think throughout the entirety of Beefheart slide guitar.
1: I also think that album's kind or that opening is kind of misleading because there are some some psychedelic yeah. traits on this album. Um I w- I was so taken aback when he's like
2: hey hey hey! All hey hey, hey are you young girl i yeah. had to text mike i was is like what? Way?
1: Uh, no 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 and this one was a good good way uh this is my personal <laughs> that, that favorite it's your personal favorite personal okay. favorite an
0: album or song
1: album okay okay
0: so here's what i have to say about that and I've, this has been running around in are my we head. Gonna fight already no okay maybe a little bit because uh, first of all this is a great fucking album i think it's a great album okay that's uh, all but, i need but all the week i've been thinking because I'm listening to the whole goddamn discography, and it goes all over the place. And I always hear about people talking about Safe as Milk as this classic thing, and that's the place you should start. Uh, If, I'm going to say this, this is very bold. You can correct me, please. Please, I hope I'm wrong. If Safe as Milk is your favorite Beefheart album, you do not like Beefheart. I I would agree with that. Okay, okay. (laughs) Because that is exact, this is not Beefheart. This is Rhythm and Blues. This is 60s. This is, I guess he's on it, but it's not Beefheart. I feel, I'll, Go ahead. I was going to say, um, I actually think this is the album that he was closest to having some kind of commercial success rather than like. It sounds like um, it. It's good. People will say that about like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if I should start throwing in like the later albums like so early, but, um, you know, you often hear people say like, you know, Clear Spot. That okay. That his mm-hmm. like closest. To, actually, I think it stream. was like a kind of successful yeah. album. Well, I don't know. I wasn't alive during this whole time, but when I hear it like safe as milk, it's just like, um, you know, one song after the next is like very like engaging and catchy and like, they're all pretty diverse too. That's all over the place. Dude, uh, if there's any time to be weird, I guess it would have been the sixties. Yeah.
1: The album cover is so misleading. They kind of look like a band
0: from Britain. Oh yeah. Like within elevator or something. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's
1: this, it's very sixties. You don't. You don't know what you're uh, Dude, signing up there's for. There's a candy
0: theme, too. Oh, there oh, yeah. is. Yeah. There
1: is. Abba Zabba. Oh,
0: the yeah. And the, the logo is on the cover, too. This is as 60s of an album as you could possibly get. First of all, fucking tambourines all over the place. How more 60s can you get than just too many tambourines? But also it has that really big muffled and bass-heavy production that pretty much every every mono 60s album ever had. That
1: was... uh. I was going to say that like the other thing about this album is like how many jerk offs in the past 19 years have like been trying to copy the like lo-fi sound yeah. of an album like this. I'm not saying B-Fart's the only guy to do it, but mm-hmm. all that like low, lo-fi rock and roll can get. Fucked as far as I'm concerned. This was
0: probably like considered good production back then. Well, I don't know if it was considered good, but it was probably the best that they could do at the time. No, yeah, it's it's
1: different when like circumstance. You yeah. sound like that now. There's, there's bands like a, on act- purpose. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. They're actively yeah. trying, but no. I think the the sound of the album for what it is is great. I love electricity. Oh,
0: dude, that's like the the first time he that's does like his the way- amazing ass. Put that- it on, put it on. Put yeah, it on. that's like. Also, I'm gonna start mocking it entirely. I'm actually probably gonna do an impression of it at some point during the episode. Yeah, if you, <laughs> it's so
1: good, if you couldn't tell by like the name and his voice, how fucking weird he is. It get,
0: like this. Th- he informs you of that very quickly in this. this
1: album. Yeah, this is like the tip of the iceberg where you're like, there's, there's something, there's something extra strange going on here. Here we go.
0: One of the greatest rock and roll openings I feel like ever.
2: Singing. Caught easily, shouts the truth
1: like a fucking toad is dying in his voice.
0: Dude, Oh, dude. oh this song is so fucking good. Okay, okay. You, you all can listen around here, right? It's really fucking good. Uh, Also, like how I didn't realize that the the channel of his vocals it's it's all in the left ear and then as soon as he starts doing the it goes right into the center it's all fucking loud uh that that's for me that is easily the highlight of the entire album that's like it gives you a nice glimpse of the insanity that's to come later but it's also still really rocking and really accessible i fucking adore it it kind of reminds you of like a really uh like a country song but if i like country i don't know I like country, and I don't think it sounds at all like country. What in God's name are you talking about? He's got kind of like a twang to his voice in like the I th- chorus, I think. I think that's yeah, fair. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the chorus.
1: I feel like blues and country are... They're not too far yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. So, uh,
0: what about Apparently, you? this style of blues is called Delta Blues, but I don't know it is. Delta anything. Blues. Yeah. Like the airline. I have I no idea. Like I've never heard that before. throw that in there. Delta Blues. Delta yeah. Blues. Well, because I hate all blues, so I'm going to forget that immediately, but that's not true. I don't hate all blues. But... Uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm obviously I've done no research. I have no idea. I'm glad the ballad, which I I love. I feel like this song has been plagiarized over and over again by people in the same era. Which one's the ballad? I'm glad. Okay, yeah, that's my least favorite. I love it. Not like uh, I realize with Beefheart, there's nothing that I hear that kind of like really inspires like uh hate like i hear it coming from you guys sometimes. <laughs> oh <laughs> it's just like I, uh, got some hate. You're, I got some hate you're on the wrong podcast yeah. so. I, I love I, I, you me the right, right one because i might inspire more hate than you maybe because <laughs> i mean i I fucking love beef heart but there is i got some hate i got some hate coming and uh on safe as milk i'm not gonna no not no no, no no spoilers no uh, also <laughs> also dropout boogie i think is the not great but except it has a really cool xylophone part kind that's, of in the middle that's, that's re- the one that i kind of like maybe my i do think uh, autumn's child is not only the worst song in here but it's so so much worse than every other song that it, like why was it even it's the last song on the album why was it even on there why yeah, on
1: there you did a uh, track like, by track dude, i
0: listened to this album four times for this thing and it's not even the one i've listened to the most for this episode
1: <laughs> i'm doing <laughs> i was like there's so many albums i'm Going and there's three of us. See, so see,
0: you value your time more than I do. So that's the difference between you and me. But <laughs> oh, no, no. you guys both looked at me like, <laughs> say something, please. Right. Break, this Adam, up. <laughs> Break this up, Robert. S- is that me clipping the mic? I think uh, I don't know whose it was, but everyone just be cautious. It probably didn't um, peak, but anyway. Was it? Oh, Adam's Child is probably the best song in the album. I fucking hear like it. What? Maybe object- No, I'm just, I'm just. You're just oh, okay. pushing my buttons. You're so-, right. but so. up there?
1: Like, just stir in the pot. Just sir, stir. In but the pot. it's up there. <laughs> uh, I I don't like it. I don't know I don't, though.
0: It's like neck and neck between that and I think it's grown so ugly. I don't know.
1: I just. Oh yeah. I just kind of enjoyed because like, uh, I was like preparing for pure insanity, right? So I was just kind of. This like, is a
0: mo- Yeah, it's very modest. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of this
1: enjoying the uh, the tameness of of <laughs> yeah. this.
0: But I, I really like the sound of this album, too, like how you're talking about the recording. Oh, yeah. Um, When I was re-listening to it, I decided to hear the mono version because I don't think I Same. I heard yeah. that. And that one just, I felt like it was shredding my ears. So I just went back to the stereo version. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even, I only did mono. I, fuck. Really? I should have went to the stereo. Well, you played the stereo one right now. So that's yeah. the
1: one on, on iTunes, if y'all it's are it. interested. Well, the one the
0: one I was listening to. From iTunes, it literally said mono, so oh, you should be shit. able to find the difference. Yeah. if okay. you are looking for it. Yeah, in parentheses. Yeah, uh, this I think is probably the only Beefheart album I would not be nervous recommending to strangers. Yeah, I there, think uh, even my mom likes it, or she liked. it. I was like, "Oh, that's a good song." I was like, "Oh, that's a good song too." I yeah, uh, kind of thing, but then doesn't remember it afterwards.
1: Yeah, I think there is like <laughs> two or three albums that are maybe you could play in front of normal people,
0: but we'll get to those at some point. So Alex's personal favorite. I think it's a great album. It's a super 60 sounding, uh, keep, which I feel like keeps the band at this point from having its own identity, which would change very quickly. We should probably mention stuff about the lineups. Oh yeah. Um, this is the introduction. I think it's the introduction of, uh, John French on drums. He wasn't the original drummer, so he's not on like the early singles and stuff. But he's the only one that he, matters. But, but he's yeah, like a big, he's, big part of the picture. Uh,
1: of the magic band, yeah. 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 So,
0: Drumbo, uh, nicknamed Drumbo, because he gives all his members ridiculous fucking nicknames. Dr- uh, Drumbo, I'm, I'm going to keep switching back and forth between John French and Drumbo. Uh, right off the bat, even with this album, I've not heard very... Like, he's one of the few drummers I can think of off the top of my head that is so confident not using crashes. It's kind of like, like this goes on to an extreme amount with later albums where it's like any normal drummer would have decided to emphasize there, but he decides, you know what? We're just gonna do one snare hit instead. It's it's really fucking unique. It's a really interesting drum style. I can see how it would piss a lot of people off. Did it really? No, I can see how it could. Wow. Well because it's not, it's not like immediately gratifying and satisfying and has these, these comes in on the one type I think it's it is the opposite of what you think a drummer would do. Everything is like, oh, I would not have done that in that situation. Uh and then that, that's the reason I love him so much. But I don't know, what about you? What do you I, think got, about a I got some
1: well, obviously very talented guy. Uh I got some I got some words, not for like what he's playing, more just like the way they sound later on.
0: Okay. But I'm gonna wait right. till we get there. So let's move on to uh Nobody's Na- gonna mention Ry Cooter. Oh, that's right! A young, whoops!
1: A young rake, twenty years old. Twenty years old. No, most famous
0: for Buena Vista Social Club. That's not the first time I've heard that recently.
1: Oh, I mean, I haven't listened to any of his other albums, and then even like Buena Vista Social Club, that's not like a hundred percent him. He just went, yeah, no, (laughs) he just went and was a
0: a white savior. (laughs) Wasn't that what he did for this album too? (laughs) Well, yeah, so. Uh Beefheart always had like like a musical director in yes. each of his groups. And so for this one it was Rike Cooter. He was brought in and like a lot of the songs were um mostly written. He kind of like tied up to loose ends. And I think um Grown So Ugly is mostly his song entirely Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah, he like I can o- see that. he opened up for Beefheart a few times, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, he did. Got a lot uh, more famous uh, too. Apparently, yeah, more well. Yeah, I guess so. Apparently, uh, his show didn't go over so well when he was opening for Beefheart, but this is later, like I think the seventies, maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah, this um, is pre pre
0: Social Club. <laughs> <laughs> That's his timeline. Just pre and post Social Club. That's yeah, all there is. Should we? What else should we mention? I, I mean, we I, have. Twelve more yeah, albums we, to go. We We're got, 20 minutes yeah, in. Yeah, we got uh, it. I feel like there's something missing about... Well, anyway. Okay. <laughs> it's a good fucking album. Wait. Listen to it. Uh, this is on uh, the following year, 1968. This is Strictly Personal. Oh, no. You're putting on the actual first song.
1: <laughs> oh, you, why, why? No,
0: leave it. How this is fucking
1: awful.
2: Remember
0: how we said B-Part would get weird? Stamp. Well, yeah. it hasn't Woo. happened yet. It's not, it's not full-blown.
2: Okay, so
0: it's like three minutes of that. Can you please put on the following track?
1: I fucking hate you.
0: <laughs> that was his personal favorite.
1: <laughs> That's my personal favorite. No. Uh, okay. Wait, it's very confusing because this track okay. is the title of this, the previous album. This song is hear. called
0: Safe As Milk. Also, this song is fucking incredible. I'm going to set it up for a second. What a great hook. Okay, let's dig in. What y'all think? It's also really dynamic. Like the songs on this one, are the structures are just like... um, The first one was more like pop-oriented, and uh, these ones have a, like a lot more different places that they go to.
1: I feel like this one is more blues-heavy and spacey at the same time. Like, Very spacey. Like... I could just kind of get lost in this album, not like in a bad way, but like this kind of like zone out. Like I would not want to listen to this album on a late night drive because I would just be mm. like, holy I, shit, I just drove 20 miles. Where am I?
0: I? I would say it's easy to zone out to, but uh, in a bad way, I did not did not did <laughs> like this album. Uh, aside from Safe as Milk, which is incredible, and, and another song, Trust Us, another fucking incredible song that they're long and they go all, the, all over the place to do all these crazy experimental shit. But most of it sounds like they're trying to dick around more so than they're experimenting.:
1: I feel like I'm stepping on uh, Robert's toes a little here, but this is like an incomplete album because it's supposed to be a double album, right? This one?: Yeah, yeah, and that's we'll get to it later, but that's where like uh, when we get to Mirror Man," like it was supposed oh. to be one mm-hmm. double album. But
0: so a lot of the songs here, they exist, well, a lot of the songs. Uh, there's multiple versions that they recorded at different sessions. Yeah. So the song you just played, Safe as Milk, there's a version of that. Um, The first time I even heard that song was as an extra track on the Safe as Milk CD. I, Same! When I, I was, when I stole it from you. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to well, say they
1: had the bonus tracks on Safe as Milk, and those are like just as... It's like one of the few instances where like the bonus tracks are just as fun to listen to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. For sure. They're
0: probably... Uh, you know, I didn't listen to them at all while reviewing oh, this, you're so fine. I'm going by memory. I remember thinking they were better than the actual they, versions on Strictly Personal. Agreed. I, I, for, I, not only do I remember that from growing up, but I, I went back and listened, okay. they, they are better. They, they're like they sound because uh, one thing I got to say about the production in this album it's very odd. There's like a lot of. Well, Beefheart said he didn't like the mixing. I think on I this think album. he's right. Yeah. yeah, because there's a lot of effects on the vocals there's a lot of uh d- dual tracking vocals which are cool sometimes but they do they don't work with a voice as unpredictable as his where he's yeah. like all over the place and in his raspiness double tracking is good for for like ozzy ozzy double tracks every single song he's ever sung on <laughs> and that's how you know it's ozzy uh because he wants to sound like john lennon sure yeah maybe but Beeford Art has uh, and with this, that much rasp it just sounds like Two different angry bums in each ear yelling at you yeah. it
1: was uh it was funny the thing i read he said they did it like behind his back but because he like lies and makes up stuff a lot uh that was found out to be false
0: well he he agreed to it at first and then i guess when he heard how it actually sounded he he was mad i don't know that's the story i, I guess but
1: also, if you couldn't tell, this is a crazy man we're, yeah, he's a, we're he's talking not. about today.
0: His name is Captain
1: Beefheart. Because I got a beef in my heart against society. <laughs> God, uh.
0: Speaking of John Lennon, this is where he got off the Beefheart bus. Really? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. After the first Well, he has the, that like Beatles dish track.
0: Yeah, yeah. He was a big fan of Safer's Milk. And then when he <laughs> heard the uh, Beatles bones and smoking stones... Um, I think he was just so, like, pissed off, like, mm. that was it.
1: Well, the song is funny to me because it's like your incoherent rambling is is stupid, but mine is good. It's,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that
1: it's song, petty. It that doesn't song make. is...
0: I want to say it's his first official stupid song. <laughs> because he's got a lot. But that one, I, I was just... I don't even know if I, I I listened to it the second time, listening to this album. Like I might have skipped it. Actually there's a lot of well, a lot of stupid stuff on this one. I think yeah, all yeah. the like overly bluesy sounding stuff. Oh. There's something really like like silly about it. You, um what but, but it's then there's like stuff like Trust Us, which is kinda dark sounding.
1: Yeah. Uh do you think corn likes Captain B part? <laughs> Because he's got the candy corn. Candy corn. I fucking hate that song. Oh, yeah. With a K.
0: It's candy corn with both of them
1: with Ks. That would have been great if he had the backwards R, too.
0: <laughs> Awful song. Ahead also, of his time. There's a... Okay. Ahead of
1: his time with the backwards R's.
0: <laughs> after just the ridiculous na- title, Son of Mirror Man, M-Dash Mirror Man, M-E-R-E, man. Like, yeah. it's just playing with the sound of... it. Also, it sucks. I fucking hate the song. I think that's the one that has, like, a really good intro. But then I yeah, yeah I I think lose so track of it.
1: I think um I'll I'll save it for the Mirror Man album. Yeah I'm, yeah. There's there's I, a, but yeah I think it would have been better as a double album.
0: Maybe I don't know. There's a my feelings toward this in a nutshell are just a, a lot of experimentation, but it doesn't sound like interesting experimentation. It's just dicking around. Uh, although I do really love Safe as Milk and Trust Us, but I don't know too much. Boring bluesy shit I don't hate it I didn't hate it But I'm not going back to it Well I feel like he does Like phases And
1: two Like It's always two album phases With him So we're like Bluesy Psychedelic Right now That makes sense And then we're gonna Fucking crank it up To like
0: 15 I hope you guys are ready We're gonna spend an hour On this next album So Most people have What's uh Any personal favorite From um Strictly personal Personal favorite song Yeah definitely save his milk the, the song yeah. save his milk for sure
1: right yeah. you know you know fuck mike i think i like candy corn
0: i like it too <laughs> i yeah. hate you both yeah. get out of my house goddamn it trust Us is cool um because of the chorus sounds like something uh an evil sultan would sing in a disney movie <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's true
0: <laughs> sure, i should have been,
1: huh? been listening to these albums with you to point out <laughs> things like that
0: <laughs> see me See, aren't you glad you did this, Alex? Yeah. Aren't you glad you, you sacrificed an entire 10 days of your life to listen to all these albums? I have
1: mixed feelings
0: about <laughs> I'm so <the> happy.
1: <laughs> I loved it.
0: All right. So we're going to move on. Let's do, uh, all right, 1969 Trout Mask Replica. My
2: smile is dead. Cannot go back to your family. My spirit's made up of the ocean and the sky and the sun and the moon and all I can see. <laughs>
0: The shadows. Okay, okay, okay. Because <laughs> I know this whole fucking song. <laughs> I know this whole album. <laughs> Worst album? Fight me, oh, at me. Oh no! Oh, Worst I knew it. I knew you're gonna say that. Worst album? Well, because I told Mike
1: I was gonna ruffle
0: some Dude. feathers. Oh. Okay, you're out of your fucking mind. This is not. A lot even of people close. would agree with you, though. Oh,
1: no, I don't think. Anyone, I, I don't think anyone would agree with me. Okay, this, this
0: Well, uh, I'll tell you. Uh, I feel like after listening to this album for so long um the people that hear it either like for the first time or whatever they fall into like four different camps.
1: Yeah, they hate it, they oh. love it and I don't know what the other no, two. No.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> there's the people that um they they hate it right away and they think anybody that likes it is lying and trying to be a hipster or something uh, I like, like a, like a emperor's naked clothes kind of okay, thing. That's insane. I, I don't uh,
1: necessarily think that.
0: Okay. okay there's the second one, uh, which maybe it's you. I don't know. People that are kind of like what, but then they hear it like 30 times and then it clicks one day for some reason. That and is, then, they, then they love it.
1: That is possible. Cause I only listened to it twice and I've, it takes then, a lot. Trust then there's
0: me. the third camp, which is me: people who, from the first second of it, like love it, and then it becomes like their favorite album, like of all time. And then the fourth one are fans of B-Fart, they really like this album, but they think the next one is better. Okay, that's me. So no, but here I'm, I'm actually sh- sh- shut your goddamn <laughs> mouth. I'm in. I'm creating a fifth camp. I appreciate the holy hell out of this album. I would never ever recommend it to anyone. <laughs> I, I, See, I I'm think kinda in, dumb like that. I recommend it to everybody. I think, <laughs> I, lose friends. I, I think if you heard everyone listening heard that. Everyone listening probably hated that. I, I have no illusion that people will like this, but knowing what went into it and knowing uh okay, little, little inside baseball here. We're I gonna met- go a lot of inside baseball, baseball oh yeah. on so this album. I, I mentioned baseball. in the past I'm a musician, I've been, I've been playing I've been playing uh music since I was like four years old. I'm a musician. I'm pretty proficient at the things at the music thingy. You hear any most songs in this album, and it sounds like complete and utter fucking nonsense. And it kind of is, but to play this stuff is unbelievable. There's uh, not a random note in There's it. not a single bit of nonsense on no, this entire
1: album. I, I know that. It, I know this took like eight months.
0: The thing is, from a technical standpoint, uh the the ability to play uh in a different time signature as someone who's playing like someone's playing in four four and I, I start playing in, in you know seven four that is extremely difficult but when you include that every single member is also playing a different time signature it is it is so fucking hard. It's S- incredible. But then S- it actually goes together um every once in a while they'll come together and they'll just create this fucking beautiful little few seconds and S- then it goes
1: so, so yes it's polyrhythmic polytonal and then he's got the multi-octave vocals and to me it's this it like i get it i get it i did my research i fucking watched a few youtube videos of people talking about the album uh i forget the dude's name but he's like broken down this album extensively he's like interviewed members of the magic band uh, maybe I'll look it up when someone else is talking.
0: See the guy uh, that did uh, the breakdown on Frownland.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: That's yeah. Those interviews were good. Well, he,
1: he's like, well, when people talk about this uh, album, like they talk about their emotions, and I don't, I don't think, you know, I don't think that should like factor in when you're talking about Trout Mask Mascaref- like, I'm like, yes, it's <laughs> fucking art. Like it's um, like any form of art. Like I think your emotions play a factor into it. Um. But, yeah, I don't like the cardboard drums, which...
0: I think that's on one song.
1: No, 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 no. It's, like, pretty prominent throughout, like, the sound because where they were living, the neighbors were complaining about the noise. Oh,
0: yeah. And For it, the, um... Well, okay. It, it, um, It should probably be mentioned that this was recorded at three different locations.
1: Yes, they recorded some of it at the Woodland Hills house. Yeah. And then a studio,
0: uh, oh, uh, it was uh, Sunset Sound. Oh my gosh, I know the studios, <laughs> I, I <laughs> know like, so course. much about this album. <laughs> so, Sunset argue Sound, with them, it Um, where they recorded uh, Moonlight on Vermont and Veterans Day Poppy with great songs, God damn it Different bass player, um, this guy Gary Marker, who was kind of like in and out because he didn't want to join the band, um, and this is probably opening another can of worms because he I wasn't, just,
1: I don't blame him for not, but yeah,
0: he wasn't like younger and easier to control like the rest of the magic band at this point. And um, so he covered bass for those two songs. And then there's uh the house recordings that Zappa was trying to do. So we haven't even mentioned Frank Zappa. Like, yeah. produced it? Right. right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. He this, did. this is the, uh, so like no label really wants anything to do do with beefheart and then he he blew zap. their
0: chance at the Monterey Pop Festival yes and then he what he, did he t- do he uh he uh beefheart he they are on stage this was when Ry Cooter was yeah. on the band and um i think uh they're doing electricity and i think he you know he does, he says the opening line of yeah. electricity and then like he like kind of like strains his sh- suit like that or whatever and he just like walks off the stage like off and falls I forgot how many feet on top <laughs> of the manager holy uh, shit and that was the end that's fucking oh, I'm excited immediately that's hilarious and Ry was just like well I'm out he picks he packs up his guitar stuff and just walks out well he, smart guy band. yeah so after that um yeah John French mention, uh, mentions mentions as like kind of the big moment where they just kind of blew it off.
1: Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) But yeah, he basically on this album to Zappa on Zappa's label was like, I just want unfiltered, unadulterated control. I don't want anybody to tell me.
0: Yeah. It sounds that way. Also the strictly personal experience with all the effects on it. He was pretty mad about, um, was it Bob Krasnell or whatever, who put all the phasing and stuff Uh on the songs so after that, I think this kind of uh, worked against him, not against him, but against the music um, because um, it was recorded so dry. Mm-hmm. Like after that, they never use like anything, not even really like any type of reverb or something. Yeah. Um, it was, it's very, it sounds like it was recorded in a, in a bedroom, but this <coughs> album that works though, I think, I think so too. Like you, you just got to capture it as is like the music does it all like how insane the drums are if they had like some some size behind it it would just overpower everything it would just you would just hear nothing but hi-hats opening and closing over and over (laughs) again because that's pretty much what he does the entire
1: time um earlier robert was talking about how the the band was easier to control i think like also knowing what it went into this album even though i guess you could like respect the musicians this like reading about like all the fucking like verbal and mental abuse
0: yeah it's like, really hard explain like as succinctly and as dramatically as possible please so this is like <laughs> be part in like kind of full-on manson mode where he is just like um manipulating and controlling um the younger members there's like almost a 10-year age difference between them and they kind of like Creepy. looked up to him and um They were kind of like in these uh, vulnerable positions because they looked up to him. They liked the music. They liked working on the music. Um, They believed in the music. And um, he kind of just like preyed on that and would use humiliation tactics. Jesus um, Christ. Physically. Intimidation. He would turn the members against each other. Uh, he would deprive them of food, of sleep. Um, I like, I think he subscribe. had a bed.
1: He had a bedroom, and he made the other four people share one. Like,
0: yeah, tiny yeah. room, like sleeping on the floor. That's and fucking stuff. psychotic. And l- I think they lived off of like a cup of lima beans a day. Yeah,
1: that's what John. That even Franch- a good
0: kind of beans.
1: Yeah, that's the- what John French said. A cup of beans a day was, okay. was his diet.
0: Okay, okay, hold on. Hold that's why I, I
1: said the other guy who didn't want to be in the band. I don't fucking blame him. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. okay. So I knew a, I knew a lot of that, but I I forgot how culty it was. So it literally was like super, a, yeah super culty, and nobody uh, knew what was going on in that house of until like of years not. later. But also the songs fucking sound that way. They sound like someone was being deprived of. What's weird is to me this is like. The most joyful and free music you're I've ever of, heard. You're in mentally my life. ill. You're out of <laughs> your fucking mind. <laughs> this is sadistic ass weird. Fuck. Put this, on, no, no. Put on the The dust it, blows forward and the dust blows no, back. Put on Orange Claw Hammer. <laughs> <Don't>, <laughs> no, fuck. No, no. We're, I'm just gonna play, no, I got a I story about that one.
1: But, I'm gonna play Trout Mask in its entirety for. Please, <laughs>
0: okay, yeah, It's yeah, an no, hour. Even better. Okay,
1: sorry. I was getting yelled at. It'll uh, go
0: by pretty fast.
1: Um, something about dust blowing by. It's the second track. Um. Okay, real quick because we're talking about it, I wrote down this most relentless, unforgiving album
0: I've ever listened it's, to. It's intense. It's so I it was long the too. Most forgiving. God damn it, Robert! Because, you know what? I could, Like it, it, gave, it gives so much. Each song gives like um, they worked on it for so long that any kinks, any filler, or anything that didn't really belong got worked out. I feel. I mean, it's pretty precise. It's, even it's if, the most yeah. cohesive, complete album that. Well, one of the most cohesive and complete oh, albums
1: I've heard. Okay, here we go. Second track.
2: There's old gray with her dove wing. This is
1: the second track on the album. Oh yeah, is is this Where's the album? I think it was Acapella? a great pick
0: for the second song too. Old <laughs> Grey. This is in a print. Okay, I'm not gonna talk.
2: The dust blows far and the dust blows I have back. to talk. This is fucking
0: weird. By the and way, went, by the why, way, why, 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 this kind of, like, introduces... That's the whole podcast. Why did we even put this on? <laughs> no, that was, no, that's my argument for it being weird and disturbing and not at all joyful. There's some really joyful. great lines in, in here. And um, this album, there are so many, like, great lines that have stayed with me um, that I even, like, was thinking of making a list of lines I, mean, I would just read the uh, lines and see if you recognize them. I definitely and, and, and then fucking you, would. You do your imp- your impersonation. Oh, oh god, I would try it. Let me see. Let me see if I even wrote some of them down. Well, you're looking oh, that up. Okay. Well, Okay, you got it. Um.
1: You know what? I for me personally, this is like uh the Eraserhead of albums to me. Really? You didn't like Eraserhead? I don't like Eraserhead either. I actually like Eraser. Head. I don't like Eraserhead. I don't like Trout Mask rep- Eraser Eraserhead's
0: not that weird. Well, okay, okay, see, okay, no, okay, hold on. I have to put no. I'm putting my foot down. This is a very perfect podcast because you fucking hate it, you love it, and I'm right in the middle. I appreciate how bad it is, but I also love it. Well, one of these days it'll seem normal.
1: Yeah, I I hope that never comes. It's like I'm sure I listen to a lot of musicians and uh, friends who appreciate the music, and I I understand that, but I don't know if I'll ever fucking. Like, in my head, I get it. I can rationalize it. But in my heart,
0: I'm just like, oh, fuck that noise. There's just so much good actual musicianship, though. Not, I don't just mean from a technical standpoint, because they're all playing a, literally five different songs at once. I mean, like Sugar and Spikes and Mulan and Vermont and Sweet Sweet Bulbs. Like These are good fucking songs. They're like really constructed, technical, proggy songs that maybe just have b heart screaming over them. But I don't still. hear, hear prog. Um I listen to those. I hear hear noise rock. I listen to those drums, and I think
1: Prague. I thought of Prague rock because I'm like, he is the the dream theater of noise to me. Where like, Mm
0: -hmm. oh, I've never been more sick looking at Alex.
1: I like, (laughs) I fucking, I don't care how like technically impressive it is, if it fucking
0: thing is. I know, I, I, and that's exactly why I can't give this any kind of thing like a best album or favorite album because. It's just an hour and 20 minutes that is really tough to listen to for most people. Uh, I, I totally get the cap of listening to it 30 times and then clicking, but why would you do that? Why would you do that if you fucking well, <laughs> it the first 29 times? I can't ask someone to do that. Because, like, okay, for me, when I had that experience for the first time, it was with the, the band The Melvins. Yeah. So when I heard the, I was Everyone still, this like... Everyone at the table loves The Melvins. Yeah. So it doesn't sound that weird to me now, but... Um, you know, like beef heart, they were a band that I was reading about for a long time before I finally heard them. Mm. So I kind of maybe had this idea about them in my mind that didn't really match what I heard, which was like, you know, a lot of the nineties Seattle bands. And I was like, this doesn't sound like any of that stuff at all, but I can't really say I don't like it. I don't know if I could say it's good, but, um, I don't know. I just kept listening. And then I don't know, like the humor started to click for me and then. See,
1: I've I've heard people talk about that, and I fucking guess I don't like the only one that like made me chuckle is uh, Big Joan. Big <laughs> Joan! <laughs> uh, too too big, too small, too fast to too... go in the
0: daylight, so I
1: roll around
0: all night.
1: Yeah, it was fucking...
0: uh, this this album, okay, this Trumpass Replica to me is like a music version of Finnegan's Wake by James Joyce does anybody nerd. know fin- first of all nerd. okay 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 sorry. all right buddy That's... does anybody know finnegan's wake no. no okay no. finnegan's wake you're just saying is... words okay okay buddy <laughs> i'm just, let me, well let me enlighten you all right uh sorry uh <laughs> finnegan's wake is a massive book i guess you can call it uh of essentially gibberish it's like written and there's made up words and regular words or, or purposely misspelled and everything there's just it's just Gibberish, and it's hundreds of pages of gibberish, and uh, Joyce has gone on record saying that he could defend every last sentence that there was like, all kinds of meaning behind it. Who, and who's got on record? James Joyce. Oh, okay. That's why I, I was like, you couldn't have met him. Yeah, and, you uncultured swine. Uh, and the, the whole point, like, you can't read this book like a book. You just kind of like appreciate it for for a kind of like sonic poetry if you read it out loud, kind of thing. So the way it, it's I kind of see Finnegan's Wake is, uh as if a dream was being transcribed to paper, like actual. So it really reminds me that, that, that this album made me pull that book back out because it's like, it looks like gibberish. It's carefully written, thoughtful gibberish. That's what I feel like it is to everyone else is gibberish, but there is a gibberish. It sounds like gibberish to anybody. Some
1: Some of those transitions. I'm I'm sorry. Like, I know they could, like, replicate these songs and it was practice uh, multiple times. I know they've got that um, album. What is it? Something the rarity album
0: grow fins yeah, yeah where they have the rehearsals it. right? yeah yeah where you can oh, listen
1: yeah. to those but i'm just like man some of these transitions sound like fucking like train wrecks and
0: <laughs> i would i would uh lie on the floor with two speakers on each side of my head because they have the way it's mixed is pretty cool there's one guitar on the left and right, one right. on the right and i would just like pick apart the guitar parts and like Figure them out and well, learn them.
1: That's the other so, thing. There's not a rhythm guitar. It's fucking two two leads. Yeah. Playing completely no, different. Songs every, every, everything all is t-
0: playing lead. It's <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> true. It, that's just always one giant drum solo, that's for it, sure. Yeah. It's very weird to me because for some reason I like certain Ornette Coleman albums, who was like a big influence on Beefheart and a big uh um supporter of free jazz, and I think Ornette Coleman has the uh, nobody solos, everybody solos. I think he said that. And that's very much what Beefheart is.
0: Um, Speaking of like the horn stuff, this is the album where I think his real... Because he couldn't play at all. He was the only one who couldn't play. I can tell. That's another crazy thing. His horn playing works on this album. Like, I have all those lines. Like, you know, say... There's kind of like this weird naive beginner's luck thing. If you pick up a new instrument for the first time and you stumble over some like interesting stuff like that's captured on this album as opposed to like all the other albums where he does that. I don't know why, but to me, it just is.
1: It's such a crazy idea, too, that he's like sat down at a piano and he's like, this is what my brain hears. And he doesn't know how to play the oh, wait, piano. Yeah, is
0: that true that he just sat down on the piano and played? He got the not, piano uh, idea from Zappa.
1: And, um, and then we'll Explain, was we'll explain it, exactly was it, what happened. Was it F- French's responsibility or one of the guitar players? So, so to John like...
0: French for this album, uh, he was the musical director. So he was in charge of like uh, transcribing everything that Don. So we, so before sat at a piano he
1: just what she playing. doesn't know how to play
0: yeah so he has no okay no piano training whatsoever he sits at a piano and he starts hammering on it for god knows how long and then the result and then the, the drummer job to figure it the out the drummer has to then turn all of these and of course it sounds the way it does and of course was, it does this was all written down all this music is like actually written down somewhere That's so uh, bizarre the it- I will say uh,
1: one of the few positive things is this is like one of the most perfect album covers ever because you look at the album yeah. cover and the music sounds exactly like the <laughs> fucking album cover. No,
0: we need to talk about the covers. <laughs>
1: uh, they're not all great, but this one is. It's just it's a. Perfect representation. Yeah. Of I think what's going on inside. Far
0: easier to look it up than to hear us try and fumble around the description. But. It's, it's basically r- the title. It's basically the title. Though.
1: It sounds like music that a man,
0: a, f- a fish suit man would make. <laughs> it's a fish suit guy on the cover. Robert, is this your best album? I think it's obvious. Like, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. this I- is not just uh, like the best B-Fart album for me. This is the crowning achievement of the 1960s. <laughs> I,
1: a lot of people feel that way. Fuck, so. I don't agree as with well, that at all. As
0: well as possibly the greatest album recorded to this day i can't I fucking totally don't agree with that not even a. Little bit. No, nothing has ever like come close to you're exaggerating it. you son of a bitch you're fucking no, with me i'm not exaggerating who who could
1: come no, close to it the, the only reason i don't think he's exaggerating is because like i've seen because i'm here no because he's here no i've seen like other people say that and it's just like that's okay i i feel like i'm being gaslit
0: well when okay. i listen to this again you know for this. I didn't feel any different like I heard this when I was like 19 years old and I'm 35 now and you know usually time kind of reveals things like whether sure. you're, you were just like into it because you're more impressionable and uh, I haven't changed a, a bit really as far as how, yeah, how I feel towards this album
1: taking a little detour that's how i feel about wu-tang clan's 36 chambers yeah, but that's a different episode,
0: different episode. <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'll listen to it and decide i hate it and come on the show.
1: oh yeah we'll bring robert back on uh, for the wu-tang episode
0: so they only have like two albums right now oh yeah, they got a lot but they they let's lot. not talk about that uh so closing thoughts for this album uh Already? alex alex's worst robert's best best what? Yeah. One more positive uh-huh. thing.
1: I wrote there's a thousand good riffs in this there album. Is.
0: There is. They're all They're over this the place. are buried. In each song. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, you don't have... There wasn't any song that stood out to you. Okay, so... Or wish, worst
1: song. I think I liked Ela Ghoul. Uh, Ela Ghoul. I think that's my favorite one. It's a great song. On my notes, I wrote that China Pig is like the closest thing to a normal song. I fucking on hate this China Pig. <laughs> fucking hate China Pig. I love that song now. And then I wrote that Wildlife and Hobo Chang Ba are, are. fucking
0: awful. Please say it. They're awesome.
1: So you could take this how you like. I wrote those two songs are Avant Garde Randy Newman songs.
2: Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Hobo Chang Ba. Dude, it's Hobo incredible. Chang
1: Ba. Wildlife and all with My
0: Wife. What, wildlife sounds really good coming after Orange Claw Hammer. It's just, I think that's like the insane part of the album. I fucking hate it. I like that's. Like or clawhammer or all of it, all of that, all of those <laughs> songs that we just talked about, and falling ditch. Too, you know think it's You know awful. what's really weird. Um, when I was listening to this again, um, I was like, this album it really just gets better as it goes along.
1: Yeah, I see. I'm I'm in that camp where like. I guess I under, I don't think you're like trolling me. I believe you. <laughs> Thank you, because a lot you. of people
0: thought I was. No, 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 for a big part of my I, life. There. I believe
1: you, and people who like this album. I just i I don't know if I'll ever come around. Or
0: I, I appreciate both those perspectives because your worst. That's okay. It's Alex's worst. Robert's best, and I think it's an amazing album that I don't like listening to.
1: <laughs> hey, <laughs> That's
0: the best description of I Do not like listening
1: to it? <laughs> That's the best description of the album, I think.
0: <laughs> but I thought you do like it. I like a lot of parts of it, but it's an parts. hour and 20 minutes of this shit. I can't handle it. Like, it's... And for some reason, it never seems too long. Okay, okay, okay. We're, we're done here. We're done. All right, <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. we <laughs> an hour and a half on Trap Dude, Master we're already at an hour. We're at the third album. Okay, so yeah. So we're no. going to move on. Oh, really? We're on to 1970s Lick My Decals Off, baby. Which, uh, while I pull that up, he's talking about getting rid of the labels. That's right. It's
1: nothing dirty. It's nothing dirty. See, like those very muted, muted drums, the cardboard drums.
2: Rather than I'm gonna hold your head, I wanna swallow you And I wanna lick you every way you think. And every way you think.
1: Rather than i to hold your I wanna swallow you I won't swallow you whole, and I won't lick you every way you think, in every way you big Oh, kick
0: the boot, land a kick in the sink. Oh, kick the boot, land a kick in sink. All right, okay. So, before y'all cut me off, personal favorite, personal favorite, fucking love this. Is album. that a question or no? no? No, no, it's a statement. That's my statement. This is my um, personal favorite. That would have been my guess. That yeah, would sort have of said. Uh, love, excellent fucking album. It's all the insanity of. Trout Mask Replica, but most of the time they're playing in the same time signature, and there is one less guitar, so it's it's so much easier to follow. I, that's more what, of songs.
1: That's what I wrote. More more of Trout Mask, but slicker, way slicker, and it's like I said, he does things in two album phases, so we're still on a a phase. Here. The psych, psychosis, yeah.
0: Okay, well, for me, uh huh. The best thing to come from this album was the commercial that they made for it, which... Oh, uh, uh, I didn't look that up. Oh, I remember that commercial. It's fucking weird. Yeah. I mean, unsurprisingly. Which, of course, Don will get credit for, but was actually the idea of uh Elliot Ingber, uh, Windiel Fingerling, who he's Wait, not on this album. Is that a name? Yeah. He used to play with Zappa. I think he's on Freakout. Interesting. Um, He's that guy, if you see some of the videos, he's the super hippie looking guy with the giant beard and like the giant hair. So he's from the sixties. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, oh man, there's a lot of great stories about this guy, but um, he was the one that really came up for the idea for that uh, commercial, which got banned. Not because it was too weird, like Ry Cooter claimed later, but because of the content, the lick my decals off thing. Oh, oh. they thought
1: it was dirty. They didn't. Yeah, they
0: thought it was dirty, which uh, I think it dirty. is. I don't I know. mean,
1: Beefheart's a dirty dude, even if it's not like sexual dirty. His name it's is Beefheart. Dirty. Yeah. it's fucking nasty. He's well, a nasty guy. Speaking of good stories, I guess it's not a good story threw John French down a flight of stairs that's <laughs> I remember why,
0: that that's why he was not <laughs> it, on the tour or didn't he even tell
1: even. him like take a hike
0: was, yeah. was he fucking Schwarzenegger is he like he, as he threw him off he said that um
1: it was for something stupid too like they were like practicing wait so he
0: literally threw him down replaced upstairs. him with somebody who couldn't play drums at all oh well, that's because funny. He, he you told- know about that he told "I, you, I, I Drumbo too." I vaguely remember jumbo 2. Fake jumbo. Fake jumbo. He's right. like <laughs> fucking Kevin Ash. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, what? Wasn't it for something
1: stupid? He told him to do something insane, like play me a strawberry tart, baby. Yeah, and yeah he's yeah. Like what?
0: What? A f- what the fuck does that mean? Right. So so that's he why he got thrown down a, the stairs.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, really?
0: That's the reason. No, he threw him down the stairs, and then he took off, and he ended up back in the band after a while cuz yeah in time to record this album okay yeah. uh, but he was not the uh, director this time this dude, time it was zoot horn roll the guitar player, dude, yeah. player all the band members look like fucking aliens by the way zoot horn roll i think is the most alien looking of the bunch well that's, you that's where that song bill's corpse comes from from the previous album because uh <laughs> you know when they asked like why did you guys let yourselves be controlled to that extent his Answer was, "Well, I can't speak for the other guys, but I was coming out of an LSD cult." That's fucking hilarious. And uh, oh, that's leader, probably
1: why you like being in Beaufort cuz it's very culty. Well, he
0: didn't like it, but that's probably he was already like, what like they that's his zone. Yeah, that's he where was, like, he feels comfortable. For it. Yeah, there Holy you go. Cuz they all look like cult members. So that guy um, they fucking are in Yeah. A way. So that cult he was in, everybody had to uh live off of an apple a day. Oh, so, so slightly, so slightly better than I beans.
1: Oh yeah, so he's like, oh well, at least there's protein in sound good, I'm baby. Going
0: back to Trout Mask, so let's go back to, to the, Yeah. Uh so he's the the director. Director, now. yeah. Uh I think he did a better job. Because they these all sound like songs at least. It doesn't sound like everyone just fucking doing their own thing for three minutes. Uh even, I did. If, even the songs that, that are fucking annoying to me, like uh like, like Space Age Couple or Flash Gordon's Ape. I like those ones. <laughs> of course <laughs> you do. Not the others, though. <laughs> I, I, I gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta be honest here. I feel like the universe was conspiring to prevent me from enjoying this album from the get go.
1: You think so? See, I wrote
0: the- why because after I was taken to such heights from Child Mask Replica, I had so much anticipation for this album. Again, I was reading a lot about it and perspectives from all the people who worked on it. You know, I was f- learning more about this music and it was impossible to find at the time oh right i couldn't oh I couldn't yeah
1: hear it. yeah we live in a uh golden age yeah. of musical so, accessibility now so
0: back then i couldn't it took me so long to finally hear it for one by the time i finally did hear it a lot of my enthusiasm was gone mm. and um too, the music wasn't as good. My, wrong. Slander. It's better. It's better. God damn also, it. Also, it, I hate like spoilers and stuff. And there was a girl who was trying to get to me by using Beefheart. And she made, she would make <laughs> like mixed teenies. <laughs> and she put on a song from this album and it kind of like spoiled it for me. So I didn't go to, get to go in like completely. I guess. Cool. What song was it? Um, I Love You, You Big Dummy. That's a good song. Yeah, but, you, big dummy. but she kind of like hijacked the meaning of it. Like, it's hard to like separate it oh, from her. Oh. Right. That's it. A- and she would always like say the title wrong too, because she doesn't say, I love you, you big dummy in the song. He just says, I love you, big dummy. Yeah. So she would say that's the title of the song. And that's but... why you hate her. I understand. I understand completely. That's why I hate this album. Shut up. No, it's a good album. It's great. Well, <laughs> it's, okay, it, it, okay, it, okay. It captured I'm... everything I love about Chattanooga, except it made it. It, it, I'm able to listen sl- to it. It's, okay. slicker. it's for one, slicker. For one, the sound is just, it's too dry. Like how I was saying, Don wanted to go into this direction of no effects. Like, I think it's just a little too far for this one. And like right off the bat, the first song, you have like things panned so hard and um, left and right that yeah. it sounds so empty. This it the song sounds so empty. And, you know, this style of music was written with like, two guitars and um you know they have like the marimba player now which when i was reading about it i thought it would be a bigger part of the album oh it's very it's minimal on a couple, couple songs yeah and it's not that yeah so it just always sounds like something's missing there's not nothing really like powerful like the so other album t- production standpoint i definitely agree with you There's some great songs, though, but it's not, like, all the way through, like... From a songwriting standpoint, I think it's so much better, just in terms of actual songs. It doesn't have, like, those moments of sheer brilliance, like like the the chorus to El, El Guru or, or Sugar and Spikes where everything kind of comes together this massive thing but it's just consistent enough throughout the entire thing that I, that I just like it way more and it's also 40 minutes so the headache you'll never be get from listening to this fucking album won't last too long well the thing is you will get a headache from hearing the horn playing on like um, what is it Flash Gordon's Ape or listen I already said uh, uh, that song sucks okay well, actually, <laughs> what do you want from me actually I kind of like that one because you could like it's in one speaker so you can hear the band on the other but Anyway, like, like you listen to Flash Gordon's Zape, and I was like, okay, uh-huh. like I kind of like this one. It's funny, the words are funny. And then, like, the album's over, and I'm like, wait, that's the last song? Like, the, the previous album, the last song was Veterans Day Poppy. That's a great, yeah, it's a great closer. It's a better closer, but it is still my it favorite, it regardless. feel like Robert, wrap it up. Oh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh well, We're moving on to the next one. Yes, right? <laughs> God damn. It's my favorite one, but I still don't want to talk about it for that one. De- Definitely see that commercial. Definitely see the commercial. Okay, we're on to Merriman 1971. <laughs> is this blues bullshit? Okay, all right. I almost, almost made this my personal favorite album. Are you album. serious? Yep. Yeah, I can see that. Dude, this was one of my, easily one of my, one of my least favorites. Dude, easily. Yeah, Some Fuck of this it. stuff on here is almost as good as the Sanford and Sun theme song. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I mean that in the best <laughs> way possible. What other <laughs> way can we possibly interpret that? I'm
1: broken. I'm completely <laughs> fucking broken after... That was a beautiful comment, <laughs> Can we sir? move on to I'm the next so, album? now? I, I don't know how to top that.
0: <laughs> okay. really First of all, time. that song that you were just hearing. 20 minutes. 20 minutes long. Why? But you know what? This is probably the one album I feel is too long. It's, but it's, but yeah, the it's songs the, should be long. Well. Just not that long.
1: So earlier we were talking about Strictly Personal. This was supposed to be the, the double album part of it. Right. And so that's why I feel like it doesn't break up his two album phase because technically this is, we're going backwards. It's not, it shouldn't have been the next album after Mike.
0: No, I it guess. doesn't sound that way. Even the production sounds nothing like the last two. It's well, more, it's more it's technically not, right? It's the, uh, Record. it was recorded earlier yeah
1: yeah for strictly still has that garaginess of the earlier album yeah it's more kraut rock than it is beef heart and i think that's why i like it because i like me some kraut rock
0: like kraut rock too but i think this album blows it's just it's funky it's four four songs uh, (laughs) 50 minutes and it's there's four songs yeah and like Um, uh like these all like you said this about one of the earlier albums where the songs start out really fucking good and then they just lose it and they keep going for like 15 minutes each of them like they all do that for me they start out really cool and then they don't end they just keep going and going for hours
1: it's it's funny uh, music critic Lester Bangs wrote that uh, people would be like put off by this album if they like didn't already like Beefheart but uh, I I enjoyed it yeah it sounds about like, right I, yeah,
0: yeah. I like I definitely like the sound of it and I like the the band, you know, like this lineup. I think they had a good chemistry with each other. It's like it, yeah. it's imp- it's good that they released it, even though it's kind of just like a little excessive. But um, it, I think it's good they released it because they captured that kind of era. Of yes, them. they had they uh they had different eras, just like different members, yeah. and they're all distinct. Uh, I think. It's funny because you're saying how good this this band, this this lineup is, because the only the only weird thing about this entire album is before its complete lack of rhythm, the motherfucker cannot sing on time to save his fucking life, especially in the opening track, Terror Plane. Uh, it's like everybody's so tight and so fucking good. And then he's just singing these phrases just like, how do you not are you doing this in real time? Is this how you are?
1: I'm jumping the gun a little bit here, but uh, when the albums go back to being a little more simpler, uh there was debate over whether he was like creatively doing that or if he just fucking like couldn't sing anymore, yeah, mm-hmm. uh-huh. because it's such a fucking daunting daunting task of mm-hmm. singing over whatever you, you listen to on Trout Mascare yeah Africa.
0: yeah, uh. I don't know. You guys seem to enjoy this. I don't I I it's it's all bluesy jamming shit which I've expressed my disdain for many times previously. But I you know I like their way of playing blues. Yeah, you biased so, piece of so shit. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no I'm totally biased. Like I don't know anybody else cuz I don't
1: I don't think anyone else has like such an interesting way of combining like even though he said he was doing like the psychedelic stuff to appease the labels I don't fucking care Um, like even CCR like they flirt with like the psychedelic blues but they don't go all in on it Mm -hmm. Beefheart even if he didn't like this stuff to me, he goes all in and he blends it in a way that's like appeasing and
0: interesting to me. It's not. It's not an offensive album. I just thought it was boring. I didn't. I didn't think it was like any of it was actually bad. It's just I don't like you jammy shit. Just want to like put it on and just like let it play. Like yeah, oh, yeah. Go I to do some cleaning. Or it, something, it, maybe. Tie- it's exactly it, what it, it did. It ties.
1: <laughs> it ties back into what I said about strictly personal, where it's like real spacey. I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Throw yeah. this on a late I night could
0: drive. not. Yeah, exactly. Don't 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 try and sit in... in think about what they're doing. Don't know. do mushrooms and listen to the solo. Also that. Alright, let's move on. This is, Just uh, don't do mushrooms. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, that's your opinion. That's your opinion. not, not indicative of uh, the opinions expressed <laughs> by the rest of us.
1: Okay, alright. D- another different podcast. Alright, we're on to 1972. The spotlight Kid. <laughs> Maboolize you, baby. Maboolize you. So, again, it sounds dirty even if it's not. It doesn't fucking matter. It's beautiful. It sounds <laughs> like a metaphor right for there. butt sex. It sure really. does probably should fast forward in yeah. hindsight
0: yeah just wait till the bass comes in this episode's gonna be like two hours long for sure if we speed it up we might make it to two hours we might make it to two hours oh wait boom um. Alright, let's get into it. That I was having fun mocking that fucking song all week. Uh Try that one and not the next one. Well <laughs> all of them okay, first of all, uh if you hear that, that sexy as bass line. Ooh, that is new bass player Roy Estrada, who you would all know. Or That's not no the, word you want to use with that guy. I let me finish. <laughs> uh, Roy Estrada. He was a longtime uh, bass player for Frank Zappa. Uh, also, currently he is in uh, prison for uh, sexual abuse of a child. That dude is a real piece of shit. So when I was listening to this album, is huh? is anyone in this band a good no person? good person? No, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> no, what? not even John French. John French. I don't know. I never met the guy, but you never know. If he was in this band, he can't be that great. Actually, I would say like anybody that played with him, that's not uh, Roy Estrada. Uh, Sure. Well, there can't be much worse than Roy Estrada. Anyway. Besides (laughs) Captain Beefheart. Which you just (laughs) compared Beefheart to a sex offender. Yeah. Of a child.
1: I mean, he was not abusing children, but people.
0: Okay. Okay what y'all think of the album? Right. Well, the, I'm glad the bass is back. I think it's produced better than decals. Yeah. It sounds a lot better. And it's really weird. I think because of that, even though the arrangements and the songs are just way more simple, way it sounds simple. fuller than decals. Sure does.
1: Yeah. I thought it was okay. Um, didn't really, didn't really rub me one way or the other. Same. It's kind of, it's kind of there. And, um, I was talking about the cardboard drums earlier. Um, they're still here. Not as prevalent, but Blabber and Smoke, the cardboard drums, are fucking too...
0: Okay, so first of all, Blabber and Smoke and Growfins, for some fucking reason, inexplicably share the same exact baseline. Oh, yeah. What's the deal I, with that? I feel like... This real is, quick, real quick. I feel like there's a lot of
1: recycling. Yeah, I was. In oh, his yeah. Career, this in his this career. album is
0: the beginning for of that. sure, for
1: sure. Uh, and then, yeah, we're right. on to a a second phase here. Phase one.
0: Well, also the recycling. Yeah, phase. recycling. When it blows its stacks, that baseline was in Hair Pie, Big Two from Charles was Stropica. intentionally taken from there at the suggestion of Wing Fingerling, who, the, the who, person with I the think, fake fucking name that you keep talking yeah. about. Well, they all have fake names. Okay. What that, wait, is that that person's... Wait, what's that person's actual name? Oh, so you thought it was Winged Eel Fingerling? Yeah. I can't understand what you're saying. I don't know uh, what that means. Uh, winged Eel. Winged Eel. Oh. Fingerling. I, I see how that's stupid now. Okay. Yeah. What's, what's his actual name? Uh, Elliot Ingber. That's not much better. That sounds like Winged Eel, I think. Or-
1: well, well, Beef Hurts all about like those... I forget what the word is. Like things that sound like other things.
0: Double entendre?
1: It, no, that's like a double meaning. I
0: think I pronounced that wrong.
1: Like, um, again, way off beat. Like, uh, uh, Tyler the Creator is also like a fan of of things like words that sound like other words, which is why oh, he has okay. like Wolfgang and he'll say like Wolf Wang or.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So silly it's,
1: bullshit. It, yeah, it's a silly thing. People who write lyrics like.
0: Well, anyway, back to the fucking album. I think John Lennon wrote a whole book. Well, not a whole book, but <laughs> a book that starts with nothing but that, right?
1: I don't. Probably. probably he's pro- fucking Yoko Ono probably this does that regularly.
0: Sure. Yeah. Uh, The album. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, what do you think, Robert? Because I, I, I uh, think it's okay. okay I think wait, it's let me, okay. Let me go to my notes. Your notes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Uh, remember already- there's a song on here where it's like, okay, I, I really like where um his voice is heading. There's a lot of good uh, shit on here. Like
1: the the album cover looks like it's left over from lick my decals off. Like he, they they shot the photo and yeah. they need to the step to the
0: side and they did. <laughs> He's got this crazy ass suit. Yeah, white jam, white white. You like that song? Yeah, because because uh, as it goes on, he starts going. <gasps> oh yeah. And that's just incredible. It's <laughs> hilarious. But Alison Blenderland is fucking beautiful and whimsical. I love that. That's probably the best song. I think Glider is actually the best song. That song, it's super prog. It's like straight prog rock. That's I think it's fantastic. I keep forgetting, but I think it has a normal kind of drum hey, thing. Right. You know, like that.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, I might go back and re-listen to this album, but maybe in like 10 years when I'm I, there's, mentally recovered. There's from- some
0: good... Like click clacks really good, gliders great, awesome Blenderland's great. Even the title track isn't too bad. But uh, also, you want to booglerize you. You want you want to get booglerized every now and then. I don't ever want to get booglerized, baby. <laughs> uh, but this is also uh, the beginning of when I start liking parts of Beefart rather than like the whole. Yeah, agreed.
1: Yeah, it's it's very funny to me. Uh, like people, they like trap mask replica. And then, like, these later albums are still kind of held in some uh, critical acclaim, even though they're totally... Completely different. ...different. Like, I would think they would shit on the simplicity of them, or that they don't sound like train wrecks, but... You son of a fucking slander's well, bitch. because it all
0: still sounds like <laughs> Beefheart, I think. His voice is pretty strong, but like, it, it but carries... But there's a character to the music, too, like... Yeah, I mean, of course, like the voice. Part, I'd say I mean, ju- the voice and the drums specifically, like because even the slide guitar kind of comes and goes, but those drums are the herky jerkiness of them, uh, and it's they always sound so small. <laughs> like I don't know, I've never heard a Beefheart album where they sounded big and powerful, for better or for worse. Yeah, I guess not. All right, um, so let's move on. This is the same year, 1972. Clear spot
1: low yo yo. Right now, do the low yo 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 yo. <laughs> slow go <through> slow. slow. <laughs>
2: All right now, do the low yo yo yo. yo. So I love it. Yeah. It's so good. Now, low yo yo
1: yo yo yo. yo. Um, this album, and this, all right, all right, this right. song in particular. Uh, this is
0: also another introduction of something kind of new, which I like to call the um, War Santana side of Beefheart. oh, with the the cowbells. See that song in particular, basslines, the tough bass lines with that percussion. Yeah,
1: I kind of feel like it's it's Rolling Stones esque. Like I wish Mick Jagger sang like part yeah that'd be a lot i'd actually like it a lot more um initially i kind of felt this way about the album the same way i felt about like spotlight kid where i'm like oh it's just kind of kind of there but on the second listen i don't know it really it really captures the uh the desert side of beef heart how so like i don't know if this maybe because it was hot while i was listening to it too it was just like
0: just in a hot room.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just like, I don't know, something clicked, and I was like, okay, like I can see why someone who lives in the desert makes this music. It was this something in my brain, like where I connected the two. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make it doesn't make sense to okay. other people, but personally, me, I was just like, okay, there's, you know. I could throw some of these songs on a Summer Jams playlist.
0: I I agree. I think a lot of the Well also it has two of my favorite Beefheart songs of all time, which is uh obviously Horizon Blue Million Miles, fucking incredible. Uh and Big Eyed Beans from Venus, also incredible. Yep. yep. Uh the rest of the album though, I can kinda do without. Uh I think circumstances is just a shittier version of Click Clack from the last album. Uh too much time and my head is in my only house too much Western time lives. is hilarious. too much time to it's be so funny. Love. it's soft rock and it had like those yeah. those was a uh, female gospel backup yeah, vocals oh it's oh my fucking god it's hilarious. so funny again that, that's why i'm so like weird like again like rolling stones yeah 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 with that stuff when he starts going into songs like that that's where i feel like it's so out of character and so like it's not great but because of it somehow makes it weirder to me and I end up kind of liking it in a just a totally different, different kind of way, different way. Yeah. Uh, Horizon blue million miles. If you've seen the big Lebowski, it is in there. Uh, it's haunting and it's, I've heard it hundreds of times, but every time I hear it, I hear a new embellishment in there. There's, there's so much in there and I feel like I'm sure the whole album is that way, but this is the only one that I, I kind of want to hear, uh, over and over again. And big Eye beans from Venus is so good that it makes me sad. Uh, Up until this point, like it sounds like the perfect evolution of the magic band where it's still crazy and it has a lot of stuff happening, but it has a story. It has like an arc. It's really musical. It's really melodic. And it's not just herky jerky craziness with uh, guitarists playing different time signatures. It's like it has like a whole narrative uh, musically. Yeah. And it's the only song in the album that sounds that way. And no songs after this album sound like that.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, Yeah, I don't know. There's something, there's like something brewing in this album where I felt like on multiple listens I got more out of it for some reason
0: than mm-hmm. the other ones. The production is really clean. Very, I think it's, I think it's similar to the last one. They the pretty- last one sounded maybe, um, I don't know, not heavier but a little bassier or something. I don't know. Yeah, but, bassier for sure. Um, but yeah, this was the one that was supposed to be like the commercial breakthrough, or right? And it's also the last album I think Suit Horn Rollo was on, mm-hmm. or the last one he was at least the director of, and John French is gone at this point. Who's playing German, drums on this one? I think it's um, Artie Tripp. Artie Tripp. Who was uh, Ed Marimba from DeCals. He was uh, the Marimba. Oh, okay, okay, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he was also with Zappa, too.
1: It's it's great because you don't know if you're talking about someone's name or the instrument they play. Yeah,
0: I had no idea. I was legitimately, I was staring at him for a good minute. Uh, It's his name. (laughs) Golden Birdies is also another recycled uh, little melody from uh, The Clubs Are Full of Wine from Lickman to Kelsoff, baby. Uh, Except I think it's done better. Um, It's more interesting. It's still stupid and weird sounding, but whatever. I think it's a good album. Uh, But there's too many like the soft rock shit I can't get on board with circumstances piss me off except from the intro <laughs>
2: like
0: that's entertaining as hell <laughs> I do like that uh, but those last like Big Eye Beans from Venus and Horizon Blue Million Miles those are the ones like I'll skip the whole album just to hear those two
1: well I guess I guess the band peaks here because we're uh, <sighs> we are, depending on how you view exactly listen, you can. don't
0: ever listen to Alec's opinions on V-Party <laughs> <Me> <laughs> Or uh, well, do do anything else to add, Robert? Uh, not really. Okay, good. let It's gonna on. get pretty interesting after this. I think so. This is 1974. Unconditionally guaranteed.
2: <laughs> at
1: least be part of
0: okay okay so let me just let me just get this out of the way worst album least favorite by a fucking a blue million miles hate it hate <laughs> oh, it That that's so, a good one thank you uh <laughs> this one is listen I'm you, I'm fair here. I'm the fair one. Okay. I'm, I'm no, the, you are. <laughs> I love beef heart, but appreciate when he's out of fucking control. This one is the only one that I, I, I in my second listen, I skipped through most of it. And I was like, I can't fucking do this. I, I hate it so much.
1: Well, I guess this was the last straw for the band. Cause they like all quit. Right. Yep. And okay. Then, explain.
0: Give me some backstory. So the band that was on the previous album is unbelievably on this album too. Oh, um, just that uh I think Alex Snuffer, who was like one of the first guitar players from the <laughs> original lineup, I think is on Safe as Milk, strictly personal. Um, he's on it. He came back for whatever reason. <sighs> but um uh <laughs> and I wonder if it's partly because of his influence too, because he was, you know, um not as easily controlled, but the whole band was kind of just like okay we're done they all walked out on they so got the tired of this.
1: being poor and yeah there's, there's like so a break breaking point. yeah uh, I got a questions for you for you guys Let's especially Mike okay is this a bad beef heart album or an awesome Joe Cocker album <laughs> are they the same thing
0: it's an awesome beef heart album <laughs> What the fuck? You're both wrong, goddammit. It's an awful album regardless of who- Even if Joe Cocker did it, you think this is a bad album. I think it's impossible to sit through for me. I I hated every song. Every song, I hated it. This was my first time hearing this album. So after being a fan of Beef fart for so many years, I still never listened to this and the one that follows, which is referred to as the Tragic Band. That's funny oh, because that, I I'm, the, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, I never heard these yeah. these two albums either. So these albums are they're actually kind of skipped over when they're, when Beefheart what? is kind of talked about. But um, yeah, I thought it was funny. Yeah, I just, <laughs> is that what you look for in albums? Yeah. Oh,
1: well, uh, well, well, Beefheart. Fucking screaming in my ear. I think that's definitely an element with Beefheart. I in my notes I wrote at this point I'm so su- I'm in such a haze going through this discography i don't even know what good or bad music is anymore
0: okay you amateur this is a this is a bad b fart album okay i can i can assure uh, well, you if i uh, consult my notes okay from please over consult here, what did i put for You're... this one um
1: well b thinks it's uh...
0: uh first song is kind of like hello, <laughs> yo yo i don't know i think it's got that attitude that same kind of santana like war attitude no even i can admit low yo-yos it's a good song yeah Yeah. it went
1: vastly better than
0: the bright guitars are back oh oh i guess one of the things i was noticing was the guitar tones a lot from each album Mm -hmm. so i guess the guitars are bright on this album again they're a little darker i think especially from decals on um I don't know. Every song in here sounds like the fucking Michael McDonald songs from the last album. Like the, the Too Much Time. It's, a, it's a, This is the whole album of that. I'm and telling, I hated
1: it from the last I'm album. I'm telling you, it's a, well, it's a great Joe Cocker album. <laughs>
0: well, then go listen to him. Okay. I'll, I'll just read my literal notes here. Okay. Okay. Magic B is funny. Fuck that song. I got love on my mind. Funny. Also on my notes as fuck that song. What is this? Peaches. Funny. <laughs> Peaches. Peaches is hilarious. There is a song in here called Lazy Music, that's not the most fucking apt thing I c- I've, I I don't even know what
1: it is. Well, Beefheart told fans to go get refunds and he calls this music horrible and vulgar I agree. Yeah. The guy, the guy who wore a fucking fish mask and fucking sounds like a train wreck of an album thinks this is
2: <laughs> But you know what? That dude, the
1: dude who chooses to sing like that thinks this, this album, album did
0: is... chart though. Did what? it? Of course I, it, it did. It did chart, but um I think not a lot of that enough, has to though. do with maybe the uh, album cover. It's a good cover. It was just him smiling with a mustache so with weird. money, right? No, it's
1: just kind of
0: Isn't he al- holding money?
1: Or maybe there's That's why he, double album covers. Kind
0: I, of like ironic. Oh, Jesus Christ. Maybe he's not holding money, but uh. it's him. Well, anyway, I fucking hate it whatever. I think his blows. Uh I I I think I only listened to Oh, it, he is holding life. money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> interesting that uh 100% get their, pure their money back. Uh. Okay well alright whatever I don't want to spend much I don't have anything else to say other than Bad things on the part two of this phase Okay so yeah ban. let's move on this is uh, Once again 1974 Doing things in twos as he does Blue jeans and moonbeams <laughs>
1: Hit it out of the park on that one The camel wore a 90) <laughs>
2: In the party of special things to, to do. When the strip winds blow, the flag don't wiggle. In the party of special things to do. I met the to love. She took me to her plantation. Well
0: Okay, okay. actually, okay, I don't know if anybody can hear, but I'm kind of giggling while this is playing because I'm listening to it and reading my notes, and I'm already remembering this album more clearly than the one before it. Uh This one's much funnier, I think. Again, judging the albums by how funny they are. (laughs) Well,
1: this album does have its fans. Like, um, if you... Fred Black? Does he? Really? Well, well, if you if you joined us for our ELO episode, That's
0: episode one, if you want to go back in the archive, I mean, we have 10 episodes. Yeah, if you
1: back. want to, um, I think this is his his version of, like ELO has time. Oh, no. Hotly de- oh, no. I think this is his time. Are you kidding? No, I'm dead serious.
0: You what- like this album?
1: Yeah, I think I might I, 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 have a, I have a lot of mixed feelings About this his whole His whole thing and I'm still in a haze
0: Okay um, Maybe we'll <laughs> maybe do like an not, updated
1: not. Yeah yeah maybe we'll do like an updated thing But um yeah like Jack White And Kate Bush like it a lot. Yeah. said the only good thing is the album cover. Yeah. I got no- I, that's agreed. True. I got another question Not for you guys. Okay. okay. Is this a bad Beefheart album or a great Bob Seger album? Okay. 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 God damn it. Okay. It's a great well, Bob Seger well, album. Bob
0: Se- yeah. It's better than anything Bob Seger <laughs> ever did. But maybe, maybe I'll I'll I'll, I'll haven't. You know what? I've never given Bob Seger a fair shot. Like a rock is kind of funny, but like
2: I, a rock! <laughs> oh! <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did. I did write. <laughs> right Uh, it's actually kind of weird it starts off kind of weird I mean a little funky you you know this is supposed to be his sellout album or one of them I I thought it was better than the last album because that's really (laughs) easy to top but I didn't fucking like it I think this is actually a real testament to this album because I'm reading my notes and I could remember the songs like the previous one I just remember like Peaches and uh, Magic Bee that's about it. But this one, same old blues, man. Think of, just imagine that a vocal. List. I can't. I don't remember it. Put it on. <laughs> I do. <Yeah.
1: laughs> All right. Hold on. Oh.
0: This, album, this This Wait, this episode same has old, had... Same old, blues. <laughs> same old blues. Okay, he's laughing. Okay. That's probably a great sign. <laughs>
1: Actually,
0: please just play everyone I suggest. Please don't. No. <laughs> We're at an hour and a half. <laughs> we gotta get to the vocal. Of course. fucking dying over there this guy this fucking Oh yeah this is oh bad. this was Bob Seger? <laughs> that room <rumor>. up. <laughs> it's
1: going around. It's pretty bad. You got a man. You got a man. <laughs> what It's the same old
2: story. Tell me where <laughs> is it? This is crazy. This is, no. no more, no more, no more.
0: Okay. Yeah, because you got to play I, didn't, I forgot about because you got to play um <laughs> further than we've gone. No, please just play <laughs> a little okay. bit. Just the opening. <laughs> OK, fine. OK, all right. Okay. And then you're the pushing the, your goddamn luck. All right. And then the opening of the tile track. After I know that. we go
1: we go double time for what? We still have a hell Wait, of further than left. we gone. Yeah. OK, you're asking me to play that. I had to like double check right now because I don't know what's going on. I actually like this song in the title track.
0: Yeah, it's a, a good one. one. I don't. I I, I wrote it specifically yeah. as me hating it. That's why I love it. Probably, <laughs> probably, yeah.
1: I psych, you know. I'm like, what, what can I do? that's the opposite of Mike. You're real good at it. Real good at it without talking to him.
2: <laughs>
1: I think it's beautiful and like a. <laughs> and a <laughs> in a in a tragic way like it sounds tragic and then it also does. like all right like he's fallen from avant-garde grace so that's like another layer of yeah. tragedy to it um yeah i i kind of like that song in the title track so uh i think
0: this is making me realize i do like his voice i do like the way he sings he doesn't yeah, stick he's good to a just, voice he has Different voices. Yeah, he's got all, he's got some crazy, and he has actual range too. He's got like fucking a million octaves. Not as much as he claims, though. No, yeah, was it like five that he claims? No one has five. That's. Ridiculous. I think he claimed five. No, uh, no way, no fucking way. Uh, but he does go real, real low, and he has a lot of those well, highs. So he, he's got some
1: range. Well, when you've boogalized little, as <laughs> boogalized. M- as many people, but, yeah, as, I can go. Low, you're I can't you're, go that you're low. just gonna gain more octaves the more you boo. The more you boo,
0: <laughs> anyone. <laughs> Uh, Fuck. Okay, let's move on. Um, we're at four years later. This is 1978. Shiny Beast, and parentheses, Bat Chain Puller. Let's the boots go down to the ground. The this one has a lot of... And blew the sky off his mountains. Yes. My sockets look down on the chest bone meadows. And the sun
2: dropped down. And the moon ran off. His heels and elbows pale as chalk. In all the comets collided, blew the dust. For fear they be seen. All
0: right, all right. So you kind of get the idea that uh, he's back to being weird. Um, this is where I believe Beefheart gets interesting again, and I have a lot of things to say about these these next four albums. Uh, first, the backstory behind this is that this was not the album that was meant to be released. Right. Okay. Uh, dive in more because that's pretty much like i know a little bit but i i probably not as so i believe zappa was involved again yes
1: yeah there was this whole thing about like it was paid with zappa's royalty checks but he didn't know interesting yeah so right. yeah so then zappa like technically has the masters but what's the one guy herb Cohen? yeah Herp, Herp uh, Cohen.
0: zappa's business manager uh-huh uh, locked him out of the studio i think and then sued him
1: interesting crazy yeah Sounds like a fun guy um I wrote, I wrote best, best, best album. album. I didn't want to be a total troll. Like it's a I good can album. appreciate the, okay. the weirdness. I think this is the, a great blend of weird mm-hmm. and accessibility.
0: I'm uh, surprised and I'm relieved because I think the thing is, is a good album. I think it's a very good album. And you know, songs like uh tropical hot dog night. This make me laugh. Yeah. I like it. I think it's silly. It's, I think it goes on too long actually, but, uh, I did, okay. I did write more silly than challenging. Yeah. This is more silly. It is more silly. It's still but compared to the last four or five, actually? This is fucking crazy. He's kind oh, of yeah. back on it again. Yeah. Uh he has some like some fresh blood too. Fresh blood. Yeah. It's um, a great way to put that. Uh people he, he was working with were like fans, you know, younger mm-hmm. fans. Yes. Yeah. Uh different generation. I and,
1: wrote I wrote the guitar play uh most tepper. Yeah. I really enjoy uh a lot of his guitar playing to the point where I looked him up and he's mm-hmm. had a great career worked with uh Tom Tom Waits, Frank Black, mm-hmm. PJ Harvey. Jesus. Yeah, this it's is crazy. a ta- talented fucking dude, so. Uh
0: the the one thing that has cuz a lot of the albums have like one gimmick, like one outlier instrument like the uh, the marimba or like a harmonica super prominent and one This one it's uh muted trumpets I trombone too, right? Oh, yeah. And I I fucking love me singing (laughs) trombones and trombones, dude. I don't know what it is about that sound. It just relaxes the fuck out of me. It's super sleazy and noir sounding. I love it. See, I don't really like it as much in this album because I think it sounds like he's improvising over it. And maybe I'm just too used to hearing b improvising horn on top. I would rather him not touch an instrument. So I actually prefer like, so some of these songs are much older mm-hmm. and so yeah. i kind of prefer the older versions uh they even sound like like a bit beefier
1: uh, <laughs> Well, I, th- I
0: think like was it um oh gosh what song was it? ice rose yeah okay yeah. That's that's a, an i like that one. one that's an old one is it
1: i think um, i think it's great i think this album is also like great because um so he had two albums no one liked except me and robert kind of um and then so it's like he's at a a real low yo-yo. Low yo-yo. And then the whole debacle with recording an album, and then you have to go and re-record. Like, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So that he, this album. He took,
0: yeah, he took a lot of the songs from the album that got hijacked, essentially, yeah. and he just redid them. Yeah, I, and uh, John French was part of the original Bat-Chain-Pooler, uh-huh. but he's not on uh, Shiny Beast. Okay. The guy who is on drums is actually the uncle of a neighbor that week i don't know if he's we still have him as a neighbor but wait what yeah wait wait, 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 wait say it again the drummer on this album uh-huh. um he's an uncle of somebody we know really yeah like you and i someone you and i know yeah what the fuck this is news to me
1: i hope <laughs> they don't listen to this podcast it's
0: same here man, same here, man. <laughs> that's just a part of my life i do not want to go Shit, back to. oh interesting uh he's he also drummed i think for uh Public Image Limited and oh. took uh, John Lydon to court on Judge Judy. Oh, I remember that. That was fucking interesting. Uh, I think a lot of the songs on here are really good. Uh, like when I see when I see Mummy, I feel like a mummy. That's fucking cool. Cool ass song. Stupid again. Cool. More silly. Yeah. O'Talix. Than... Uh, uh, O'T Alex. O ot Alex. Yeah, which is about uh, Alex. Uh, Alex Snuffer, I think. Is it the original guitar player? Yeah. Good song too. Uh, I don't know. I like a lot of it. It's it's it's. It was just refreshing to hear beef art being weird again, but not weird in just cu- in a completely abrasive way. It's 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 still pretty digestible. It's still quite musical.
1: Yes, I enjoyed the different ideas mm-hmm. being mishmashed and hodgepodged on this album.
0: What do you guys think of Harry Irene? I like it. I like it. Yeah. Sounds like it belongs in a it's like a show tune. Like a movie, like maybe a, I don't know. I kind of want to say either a Woody Allen movie or something that takes place in New York. I yeah, don't know. absolutely. That's a. That's
1: exactly what in, I pictured. In the seventies. Yeah, it's it's no come on, I Eileen, mean, but Ugh.
0: but nothing is, and thank God, <laughs> and thank and thank Christ. Okay, let's move on. This oh, is wait. Um, what, what you got? I think uh, I just thought I'd mention Apesma. Apesma. My- Best yeah. track on the album. Fuck that song. Just it's, not even a a song. song. it's just it's a song. Just <laughs> song. It's just him muttering over a fuck. I did not call it a song. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just kidding, though. He did, did call it a track. Yeah. Track. yeah, it's um, not, yeah. It sounds kind of like whatever, like silly or whatever. But then I kind of read recently that it's possibly about his uh, his MS that he was developing.
1: His, oh oh I, really? Yeah, I had that on my notes, but I just I didn't get into it because there's like there's debates when his ms kicked in like um i watched when he was on letterman that interview and then he's this some people are like well his ms kicked in but then at the same time like he's so fucking crazy how could you know how can you fucking know someone who speaks in riddles
0: well his appearance was changing i think at this time um and then also there's stories from john french saying like you no, know, 'cause because John French was in and out of the band that one time he tried to help um, John carry an amplifier and he just like dropped it, and, and he didn't really put the pieces together till later that, oh, maybe, he, you know, that happened because of mm-hmm. he, he's I'm just getting sick or whatever. Like,
1: I mean, he's like I said, he's so wild. How could how could you know? How could anyone know? Really? When
0: well, you, when you don't act
1: like a normal person ever. Fair enough. And you're asking yeah. your drummers to play them like a strawberry tart or what?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or will yep. to who? <laughs> Most humans! God <laughs> damn it! Okay. nineteen. 19- will to Manson. Okay. okay. Fair enough. 1980. Doc, the radio station.
2: She can turn you up in bed just like she said. Oh, she's she can throw her fire show, she can start a fire go. she's a hothead, hothead, hot It's hot hot oh, okay.
0: still weird. Um uh for me personally, I thought it was not great and I was real bored listening to this fucking one. I was also bored. Uh, this one's more
1: like scaled back, more primal, um, which is interesting because there's still kind of re- recycling songs from back Shane Polar
0: mm-hmm. on yeah. this album. Yeah. Uh, well, at first, uh, this one seemed kind of like interchangeable with shiny beast. Mm-hmm. Now I just think this one has the better song. Oh, oh what? Really? Yeah. I think complete opposite. A complete obviously. I feel like there's not a single good song. Well, that, that's not true. I'm exaggerating. It feels like it's more wackiness than songwriting, where the the, the, the last album was the opposite. More songwriting mm-hmm. than wackiness. Well then a lot of people would probably say about Chama Replica, right? Well tell them to
1: shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I yeah, I just hit like a point. If I was like in a haze and confused earlier, now I'm just fucking exhausted and <laughs> uh you'll probably fall asleep listening to this podcast as
0: well cuz it's It's a long one. What's yeah. also um, interesting though is that that same girl that was trying to that ruined decals for me used a song from this album but it didn't really ruin the album.
1: Was she making love to a vampire with a monkey on her knee? Uh, she
0: probably was, which is why I stayed no, far away.
1: But yeah, when that song comes on, I was like, fuck, I I can't I can't I can't listen to I was like, I need to do something else. I like, understand. That's yeah. cool
0: because they recorded that in a Christian studio. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> but there's yeah. A, actually there's an interesting story behind this album, but well go on, go
1: on. Oh yeah, yeah. That song's not even that long, but it felt it felt like uh like what Mirror Man feels like to my yeah,
0: I suppose. A lot of the, a lot of this album did drag on for me. A lot of, like Sheriff of Hong Kong is so fucking long. I it, for how little it actually does, it, it bothered a lot of me. I think uh Sioux Egypt has so many amazing, fantastic sounds, but it's not like, like it's not like a song behind it. It's just a bunch of cool sounds to me. Does it just maybe sound like that because there's no drums? No, because it sucks. That's why I'm saying uh, it's, it's I don't better know. than uh, "Love Lies" on the previous album. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> uh, I, didn't, I, I didn't like compared "Love Lies." One of the good ones to the worst one, but but uh, but uh, John French is back on okay. guitar this time. Oh, okay. Uh, dr- had some drums, but he's not the main drummer. Okay. That's it? Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah well, I, so you guys, everybody might be asking themselves, why would he come back to the why band? Why would he come back? Famous. Do you know, Legendary. You- okay, remember just me quoting Neil Hamburger? <laughs> oh, I, I thought it was Glick. Oh, Glick. They're kind of the same person. I think Neil Hamburger is much better. But go on, please. Well, um, so I think uh, who, I don't know who's playing guitar at this point. But uh, John French was pretty much done. I think uh-huh. it's,
1: um, I think, what's his moist temper? I think he jumped on Shiny Beast, and he was the guitar player.
0: Yeah, but the one who, uh, well, okay, I guess this will make more sense when I tell the story. So um, people would probably never guess, but John French actually is a Christian, and he grew up, like, with a Christian background.
1: Oh, that's why he likes the culty. Aspects like, of being in Beefheart.
0: Uh, that that might make sense after I finish the story. But yeah. anyway, um, so he was um actually, you know, not really like following his faith during all those years, except for after he left Beefheart. Mm. And so he was going through this thing of, I guess, just really like getting back in touch with that part of his life. And uh he claims that he was sensing that God was telling him to get in contact again with Don and oh. tell him he wants to join the band. Oh, that sounds like a big mistake. <laughs> and he was like, what? Like, that's insane. Like, that's the most insane thing. I'll never do that. I'm Correct, for good. Mr. French. So he was arguing with this, like, for a while uh-huh. until he finally just goes down to visit him. Because sometimes they just, like, run into each other and like, they were kind of, like, on a little bit better terms over the years. It wasn't like, he was kind of, like, standing up to him a little bit more. Okay. So he didn't really want to be in the band but he felt that he was kind of like for some purpose was supposed to rejoin. So he goes to visit him and like uh he sees Don like through the screen door and he's on the phone and Don's just like, No man, you can't do this to me. You can't do this to me. Not right now. So what it was, was um the guitar player was quitting on him. Uh huh. And so he he hangs up the phone and he invites uh John in and he's like, Oh, you know, how are you? All this stuff and he's like, Man, my guitar player just quit on me right before we're about to record our album. And he's just like well, I'm here to replace him. <laughs>
1: Jesus. I think that's the least crazy thing about Captain <laughs> that, is the least, <laughs> that is honestly, the least crazy story. That is
0: the most sincerely nice thing about this hi- entire history of the band. Like, that sounds like, oh, wow, that's a beautiful happenstance you know, kind yeah, of like, coming together. Because I think, like, he kind of felt sorry for him, like, deep down inside. That's emotional growth right there. When you can, you can sympathize with your cult leader. Slash yeah, Capter, yeah. Cap- yeah, whatever. So, it's Called Stockholm Syndrome. So finally, Oh, Is that what you call? Is that what you call yeah, it over there? No, there was that. There was that, uh, especially like <laughs> exactly for called- all the members, especially during like the Trout Mass. Yeah, because they sure. tried to quit several times mm-hmm. during the recording of that album. But um, but he, he so he when found when John quit after this album, uh, it was good. It was like closure. He had closure. He's uh, like, I okay. really, I did like, you know, what I could or whatever. Okay. Yeah. That's actually kind of sweet. So he's on guitar, interestingly okay. enough, on this album. Cool. Drum's on Astray Heart, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, too bad I don't like the album. But that's a very good story. A lot of people do. A lot of people <laughs> really? think it's their best. Too, really? I don't really? I don't think so, but uh I don't think it's the best of the later ones. Um mm-hmm. I'll probably say that after. But. So let's go let's go on to the this is the last album, the last official album during the entire Beefheart run. This is 1982. Ice Cream for Crow. see you, buddy, in the
2: oh, yeah. It's so hot. looks like you yeah. your hair's Who's beat? cold. Yeah. The moon's so full.
1: What? Well, I on a pumpkin. You know there's something. The moon was a stone throw.
2: Stop the show. To
0: say hello to the, quote. Light the fire. so we can get a good idea. I mean, guess of that song it's it's like it's like a hillbilly acid trip. I think it's great. it kind of reminds you of the countryness of like safe as milk not on all the songs but like how sing electricity had like a weird kind of like country twang to it, yeah, like there was some of that twang going on in some twang, thing. yeah.
1: Uh, go on. I like the first half of this album, then I think it gets boring.
0: I love this album, I think it's a very good album. I think that semi multicolored Caucasian is w- not only one of his best songs, but one of my all time favorite instrumentals.
1: That it's was incredible. That was the guitar line that got me. I really like that. Why yeah. I looked up the guitar player, yeah. it's incredible. I, yeah, yeah, I quoted it earlier, um, because. Yes, side Put on a little bit of that song. I will have
0: you know that it was written during the Spotlight Kid era. Really? So these these guitar players had probably not that much to do with the writing of it, but they did at least play. Well, in all fairness, each musician's job was to kind of like interpret ideas, really. Right. I mean, mean, it seems like they're doing all the legwork. Yeah, I mean, they did add their own stuff too here and there, but um, (laughs) there's actually a lot of stuff on this album that was just older but anyways
1: no. alright here we go semi-multicolored caucasian
0: I think it's a beautiful production too it's very contained but it doesn't sound easy. for all all our little little disagreements
1: we still form like ultra on, a, on yeah. a song like uh, this yes.
0: listen everyone if you hate everything or if you have even listened to this far please listen to that song at least it's uh it's fucking gorgeous it's endlessly uplifting to me
1: it, it falls into the category of like uh if you like that song you probably don't like <laughs> yeah I, I believe it. so
0: <laughs> yeah it's uh it's very normal sounding i mean normalish it's the most normal song in this album for sure
1: uh, see i i think the first half of this album is real interesting because it's it's uh different enough. And then I feel like the later half, they're just kind of trying to recapture some of that trap mask yeah. magic.
0: Does it, well? I the, the song I like the least for sure is, Hey Garland, I dig your, your tweet coat. I the, like that. That's funny. The, <laughs> and the, the last song is just an instrumental version of it. So I have to hear the song I hate the most twice. Well, that's actually, are you talking about the, what do they call it? I don't remember. Something reflecting off yeah. the, I think that's not on the album. Oh, is it like I think a bonus that's thing? It's a, a single, maybe, or single? B-side or something. I but. should have listened to a different um, version of the album. Okay, so I'll have to rethink my fucking feelings. The song is, uh, what do they call it? The Skeleton one, I forget. Uh, don't remember. But I did like this one. I think it's the best album since Lick My Decayles baby. Like, I really, really like it. It's this album. definitely where I get back on board with liking, like, b part albums. Okay, Like... It's it's like it was inching towards that I think with each album. Like there's parts I like more and more mm-hmm. on each album since like you know the tragic band era yeah. or whatever. And so like with this one I feel like they're back. You know there's like a it's like a full album front to back. It is. Uh, I, does, I do. Like, I don't think it's stuff. perfect though. Like there's still a lot of it that bothers me. I, one thing that's funny. Uh, Eighty one poop hatch. He sounds exactly like Billy Bob Thornton on there. Like he sounds exactly <laughs> like. like it, that's the only reason why I like it. But
1: I thought it was funny they were but in Sling
0: Blade. No, that's like <laughs> like his speaking voice, his regular speaking voice. I don't know his real voice. I just know Sling Blade. Well, he if you've was... heard this song, you've heard Billy Bob. Martin. Okay, well, then no reason to see any of his movies Never. now. <laughs> I thought it was except fu- for Sling Blade. funny
1: they did a music video and MTV went and played it because it's too weird. Has MTV seen early music videos? They were all fucking all weird. Yeah.
0: He's just in the desert pointing at the camera. I mean, yeah, was yeah. so weird. It's the like playing behind him.
1: I can't think of any like crazy 80s videos off the top of my head, but like. I think the song was just too weird. The video yeah, was kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, the chorus it,
0: has this cool, like, magical effect No, yeah, on. it's like,
1: cool. Yeah. It gets stuck in my head a lot, the title track.
0: Yeah, it's a good song. A lot of the... like, Again, I don't have that much to complain about it, except for, Hey, Garland, I dig a tweet, Goat. I don't know. It's, just, it's it's a lot of the, the Chartmaster replica, let's play a bunch of different time signatures on top of each other. And, yeah, I get it. It's very technically proficient. I understand that, but I fucking can't. I, I just don't like listening to it. I like the title. I like... uh the delivery, I like the outro. Um, it's got like this weird uh um there's some stuff going on with the guitars on this album that you don't really hear on the other beef heart albums. So it's almost like this Morse code kind of quality. Mm-hmm.
1: Um I, th- which- I think the guitar playing is like um now that like people like his influence is probably like affecting bands and um like, music is getting a little weirder. I think, like, the the elements of, like, a a, a, a noisier uh, band, like, Slint. Ugh. Like, the guitar playing is more reminiscent of a band like that or really any Steve Albini.
0: Right. Yeah, it's a little... Yeah, I don't know. I
1: thought it was well, pretty slick, actually. I think like-
0: um, the final guitar parts and Cardboard Cut Out Sundown is basically the entire... Deerhoof guitar sound in a nutshell.
1: Oh yeah, another band that probably fucking loves them. For sure. Deerhoof, there's no way
0: they don't. Um I don't know, I thought it was good. Robert seems to like it. Yeah, this album actually kind of warms my heart for some reason. I mean, just knowing it's probably like the last yeah hard album, but uh the music too, it's like I don't know, it's like a, it was a good so- uh, swan song. Yeah, I think I think it was it's it's actually, it is heartwarming to know that, that he ended on a high note, at least in our opinion. Or for most heart fans, probably like this one. I do think he hits his, hits his least good vocal performance, but I'm sure that's for many reasons. He's I old mean, and out of his fucking mind. That
1: opening track, that vocal performance. It's so hard. It's impressive. Yeah. He's 41. and He's 41? He, I thought he was fucking 80. I, he's one of those people who like turned 41 when he
0: was 20 yeah. and stayed that way. <laughs> Uh, but it's, yeah, aside from that, I think it's a wonderful end to a fucking maniacal career. Insane, but that we're not done. We have one more album. Uh, this is the original Bat Chain Puller that was held captive by what, the Zappa's. By Zappa's. Uh, so what's the deal with this? Uh, before we go into it, it was it was released in 2012 uh, after uh, Don slash Captain Beefheart died. Um. In its, I guess, original form, the the tapes that were held it was just like, all right, here we go. Yeah, these
1: are like the masters. I
0: think it exi- it existed on bootleg for a while, <laughs> and then it officially released like 2012. So, um, I mean, it was always kind of funny because Shiny Beast always had in parentheses like Bat Chain. Yeah. yeah. So this is the original of that. This is 2012, recorded in what 78 or something. Ah, uh, yeah,
1: when uh, Shiny Beast was okay. supposed to come out. Bat
0: Chain Puller. That
2: change.
0: Okay. So let me let me just go on a little bit of a a little diatribe for a second. So we've explained uh Robert and I have explained our our long history with B We love B Uh I had I would never have listened to this album if it weren't for this podcast, because I just never paid attention to it. I didn't think about the oh the I every time I see a a posthumous release, I think like, oh, it's probably just outtakes and shit I'm not interested in. It's
1: a cash in, but this is not this is not.
0: So as a lifelong B fan. I think this is the best album. I was very surprised to go in with a new album and then find what I think his best album is. Well, it's not it's not new. No, no, no. I know that. But like to, to that i, I <laughs> kind of new to to whoever hasn't heard it yet. Well, if you was, heard Shiny Beast, it's not very new. The thing is it's it's so different from Shiny Beast. This
1: is this I think is it more sounds better. This is more guttural to me. Um like Shiny Beast, Doc and ice cream kind of have s- some slick production mm-hmm. or as slick as you can get for beef heart. Um, this is more just very raw well, another thing, stripped down
0: for sure. But also an interesting thing is I I stumbled onto a different bootleg of this album that has better audio quality. I don't know. Like there's like so many different versions out there, but the one I found one that just had way less hissing and it just sounds cleaner. It's still kind of rough and garagey sounding, but just cleaner. So there are so many versions of this that you can find, but production aside, uh, it has songs from two songs. I think from asking for crow, but mostly songs from a uh, doctor registration and shiny beast yes. mostly. Yes. And then two unreleased songs, uh, that I think are both really fucking good, especially, uh, odd jobs. I think it's incredible. It's all weird. It's super weird. It's, it's beef heart. It's, Trap master replica style beef heart, you know, crazy time signatures thrown on top of each other. But the flow of the album is so damn consistent. Uh, There are hooks all over the place. Just interesting little melodies and, and beautiful parts thrown in this, this madness. It's beautifully constructed madness. I fucking love this album.
1: I, okay. So like, this is the end of our marathon. And I'm this exhausted right now.
0: Um, (laughs) Is it a shit all over my entire (laughs) thoughtful? No,
1: no, 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 no. no. I'm trying to like, uh, give a uh, compare. Like, I feel like I may appreciate, not that like I thought this album was bad in any way, shape, or form, but like I saw that they like recycled some songs due to the legalities of it. And, uh, I feel like I, might appreciate this more later when I can like compare and contrast right. the songs to how they appear on other albums. Uh, of course. Um, so I'm not like trying to shit on anything. Right, I'm the, right. I'm I'm just saying for like a, a deeper comparison. If I was like more yeah. familiar.
0: So for this album, because when I when I finally got to it, I thought like this is this is surprisingly good. And I couldn't tell if it was just my brain playing tricks on me because I'm listening to so many fucking Beefheart. So uh, I listened to it back to back with Shiny Beast. And compared the songs, and like this is just no contest. Like the okay. order of this. So I have is, a question about okay. that. Which version of Flavor Bud Living do you prefer? Ah uh, shit! Which one's that? The, the instrumental guitar. Uh, it's like a solo guitar. Put it on, put it on, because I don't. I, I want to answer, but I don't remember. Um, th- like, were I didn't hate like I like Shiny Beast, and I didn't hate. Doctor Radio Station, but they always like had good stuff and then separated by something forgettable and just kinda weak or just nonsense to me. This Sorry, is... what
1: what song am I <laughs>
0: Flavor Bud Living. Okay. Uh, this one was just so like it has all the good parts of both of those albums. So this is the, the back
1: chain polar okay. version for our audience.
0: Oh, this version for sure. Yeah. Prefer the bet. yeah. yeah. Yeah, this, uh, this version is played by John French. Really, it's pretty good. But Don made a uh, made it uh, made it made them. He had it re-recorded by uh, Gary Lucas because uh, he thought it was too religious. That gives it a kind of because it. So it you, did feel a little creepy. Like uh, the reason why I, I I will say that I like that version better is because it comes in after uh, Pooh Patch is on here. By the way, the Billy Bob Thornton uh, acapella. It comes in right after that, which it, I don't know, it feels perfect timing. Like it has this weird, odd acapella thing and then into that creepy religious thing. It just works. The the flow of this album is what I really like. It just, there's not a single bad song on it. Everything seems properly placed. It's like a, it's like the trademark insanity of all of Beefheart's discography, but fully matured. This is how I feel this album is. I think that's
1: fair comment. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. There's nothing more
0: to be said. <laughs> nothing more to be said. We're done. We are completed. Robert, how do you feel about the album? I like the sound of it. It always sounded like a demo to me for a long time. But mm-hmm. then, like the more I listened to it, um, I prefer it to Shiny Beast, at least uh, from a production standpoint. Mm-hmm. But like, unfortunately, I really don't have like the history and the time put in listening to a lot of these like other later albums, except for Ice Cream for Crow. Right. 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 Uh, um, so I don't know. Uh, to me, it seems almost like interchangeable with shiny beast in a way. I kind of, well, I think not. I, I, I well, might maybe. actually like the, uh, the title track batching poor I might like the shiny beast. Version I actually better. agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for the most part, I, I like it better as an inch, as an opening to an album than the way it was placed on shiny beast. Um, I remember
1: um, you got your Coke and your Diet Coke here, so uh <laughs> a pretty. B- w- we we unintentionally
0: picked. uh Yeah, th- yeah, the best for like, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that's pretty interesting. And a roundabout way, wait, I don't yeah. get it because he picked Shiny Beast as the best album. I picked all right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, wait, your best or favorite?
1: Best, best.
0: Well, your favorite is Mirror Man. Uh, first one. Six. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm forgetting. That's how no. We so, yeah, yeah, we've the, been we, here a long. We, time. We're at two hours. We need to wrap this the fuck up. If anybody's. Listening this far. What? Holy God, Bless you must heart. like us. Bless your Holy God. Yikes. That's, uh, thank you. That's very sweet of you. So let's, let's just, re- quick recap. Uh, my personal favorite is, uh, like, my decals off, baby. That's 1970. Uh, what I think they're, objectively, their best is uh, Bat Chain Puller, 2012. Uh, worst and least favorite, no fucking doubt about it. Unconditionally guaranteed, 1974. Right. Uh, Alex?
1: Hot takes. Okay. Hot t- of course. Personal safe as milk. Worse trout mask replica. So fucking. And then uh best is I'm not gonna go full troll on the beef herd fans. I think the best is shiny beast parentheses, back shame puller. Gotcha. Robert.
0: Personal trout mask replica. Uh best trout mask replica. Of course. Um worst. Like I said, there's nothing that really inspires like hate in me. So I would okay. just say I'll have a most disappointing and then like least favorite. Okay. Most disappointing is decals. and uh, Least favorite <laughs> is probably unconditionally guaranteed. Okay. So we at least agree on that. God damn it. Yeah. It, I I think maybe if I listen to decals 30 times, it might click one day.
1: <sighs> well, yeah, because you're indoctrined.
0: and you'll yeah full full on like everybody that likes chop mask replica huh no (laughs) full-on stockholm syndrome just like all the members of the band uh anyway thank you so fucking much for this jesus christ this is a long one it wasn't expecting to be this long but i it's you know 10 episodes it's a big deal for us and also it's a big ass artist uh first time having a guest so thank you for all that listening you just did just call Uh, it the 10th anniversary It, it, sure. It'll make it okay. <laughs> Ten week anniversary. There we go. <laughs> Technically. Uh if you have any feedback on this episode, or if you want to suggest a new artist for us to uh, bicker about, go ahead and email us at every album ever I almost forgot it too. Every ever at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this, uh please tell your friends, rate and subscribe on iTunes, whatever. Uh it, you know, get the word out. It would help us out a lot. If you're uh, inclined, you can uh, follow me on Instagram at Pope Ventura and Alex at Mm -hmm. (laughs) MotherPuncture. Robert, do you have anything to plug? Yeah, I host a monthly radio show on NTS called The Athenian Marketplace, which uh, I'm actually going in tomorrow to work on. And um, I don't know, you can follow me on Instagram too at hoodpass.wik. That's H-U-D. P A S S dot W I C rolls right off the tongue. So, <laughs> all right, well, you gonna you want to pick the closing song for all these fine people because they haven't heard enough beef heart? <laughs> Gosh, I forgot to think about it while we were Ooh.
2: because if
0: you don't got nothing, I got something. I got something cacked. All right, something cacked. Cool. Okay, okay. Well, I'm just gonna go. This is a big Ad beans from Venus from where is it? Clear spot, 1972. Where are we at, where are we at, where are we at? Did you find it, did you find it Yes I did Yeah Alright
1: Distant cousins Thanks for listening, see ya There's a limited supply And we're down to the dozens And this is why Big eye beans from Venus Oh my, oh my
2: Boys and girls Earth people around the circle Mixtures of man alike Big eyed
1: beans from Venus, don't let anything get in between us. Beam in on me, baby, and we'll beam together. I know we've always been together, but there's more.
2: Mr. Zoohorn Rolo. Hit that long, leaning note, and let it float. Men, let your wallets flop out, and women, open your purses. Cause a man or a woman without a big-eyed bean from Venus... You're suffering with the waste of the cases. Yeah, you're suffering with the waste of the cases. Put them out in the sun, and when the night comes, you don't have to go out and get them. You'll go with you, they'll show with you. Ain't no losers, cause they're on the right track. Cause they're on the right track. Can be on the right track forever. of course of course ain't no snap foo no folly wrong set these out big the eye beans from here. let a few out, let them pass in between us, distant cousins, there's a limited supply, and we're down to the cousins, and this is why. Get in between us. Big eye, it's something.